This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Ahem. <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm going through it right now. Oh, man, I am going through it. Feeling it. Jake got the entire household sick. Yeah, it's my fault. Hundo P, it's your fault. Good morning, friends. Hope you are all well. Uh, We have Powerball tickets for you this morning right here on the Monty Show. All you have to do is come by the Maverick Center, walk up the stairs in front of the Maverick Center by the big hockey statue, Our fine Philly Mrs. Monty will be waiting for you and hand you a Powerball ticket that could be worth $1.2 billion. How much do you daydream about winning the Powerball? A lot. I mean, I think it would be awesome, obviously. Like, it would be life-changing. You do? Yeah. I I dream about it all the time. I mean, it would be, it would be, I mean, just imagine you wake up and you're a billionaire. But you're the guy who also won't spend his own money to get that ticket. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, you know, the odds are not in your favor, but, you know, it's... But it's, you it's, won't. It's you dream about that, thing. but you it's won't yet. Yeah, you you won't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's the chicken or the egg thing. You okay. Know? Yeah, you can't have the egg without the chicken. Yeah, I mean, you can't have it without spending the money. And, and you, know, you refuse to spend the money. That's you, fine. If you spend the money, you're probably never going to get it. Like, you know... You know, it is what it is. All I'm telling you is if you want a free Powerball ticket, come by the Maverick Center. Just pull up right in front. There's a bunch of stairs right in front of the Maverick Center. All you have to do is walk up. Top right corner, there's a door. Mrs. Monty will be standing there waiting for you with free Powerball tickets. Uh, hope to see you guys. I Would I would you quit working? What would you do? No, I mean, I wouldn't. we wouldn't stop doing the show. I mean, I, I think that... You know, if you win and I don't, do you give me any of the money? Yes, of course. You yes. don't? Really? Yes, I you do. You just screw just me out of it. I said, yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I would give, obviously. Okay. Are you a quick pick guy or do you have your own numbers? Um, I'm not that deep into it. So you're not just that, a quick um, pick guy. Yeah, probably. No, nah, I have say. my own numbers, man. I have my own numbers and I probably would take a break, but I would not stop working. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, you have to... Like working is what we do, you know. I feel like if you stop working, your life just gets derailed on some yeah. level. Yeah, there you go. BB says, uh, but if you can get assets long term, he's already talking hoops this morning. Already talking hoops. Yeah. Salty drunk says morning guys and super soaker. What's up? <laughs> uh, Mark Hale says, hey, hey guys, guys, guys. Good morning. Uh huh. Good morning to all of you. Um. Jerem Patterson says, if I win, you each get a million dollars. Let's go, baby. Okay, good luck, go. Jerem. Hey, we want you to win. Yeah, we want we you to win. We want you to win. We want you to win. That's Absolutely, right. Absolutely, we want you to win. So uh, we hope you do win. Um, all right, we have a big show, as always, presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Um, again, if you've been in a wreck, if you got hurt at work, no matter what your situation is, if you've been injured, you should call the Advocates Get in touch with them. It's super easy. Go to utahadvocates.com. You can actually chat with the advocates online for free. Uh, And while I'm mentioning for free, by the way, I think you probably know this already, but you never pay the advocates up front. There are no big retainers. There are no big deposits. You don't pay consultation fees. 
No, you don't pay the advocates until and unless they win your case at utahadvocates.com. And I think the biggest story in sports this morning, Jake, um, is this situation with the Utah Jazz. And what I find so interesting is the Jazz are in Dallas tonight. Dallas is uh, favored by six on a 221 number. But what I find so interesting is the rumors are hot and heavy that the Utah Jazz are you know, open for business or at least taking calls on their veterans, including Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jordan Clarkson. So should the Jazz be buyers or sellers right now? Yeah, you know, I think for the Utah Jazz, like I, I, I think should they be buyers or sellers? I mean, obviously, I, I think you, you need to be whatever it is you need to be to build this roster. And and I and yeah, obviously, some of that is going to be selling. I, I, I think some of that is going to be, <coughs> excuse me, making adjustments and and doing what you need to do to to create a roster that can win in the playoffs. Because I, I think what you're seeing now is you're winning a lot of games through, you know, work hard and hustle and like, you know, and, and just kind of getting to spots before the other team does. And you're also making plays in the offensive end. But I, it does beg the question, like in a playoff series, a seven gamer, what is this team? What does this team look like? Because I do think you have to ask that question. And I do like what this team looks like against the Dallas Mavericks. I have to be honest with you. I do like what they look like against other teams. So I don't know that I'd be, you know, just right off the top being like, yeah, we're going to trade Vando and Beasley and Mike and and everybody. You know, I, I wouldn't be in that kind of mindset. But I think that, yeah, you absolutely should be on the phone. I think you absolutely should be exploring your opportunities. And, and I think you have to see, because that's the trouble. You don't know what exactly people are willing to offer you. So that's why I think you have to take the call. You're not taking the call because you're just like, yeah, we got to trade Mike or we got to trade Malik. You're, you're taking the call because you want to see what opportunities are out there. So are they buyers or sellers? Yeah, I think they're going to do some selling, but don't be surprised if within that selling, they add some guys that can really help them. Yeah, I think that you, I don't, I wouldn't trade uh, Jared Vanderbilt, in my opinion, I think he's too young. He's too raw. Um, there's too much upside there. But, you know, I, I would absolutely trade Jordan Clarkson. There's a lot of people who I saw on Twitter yesterday saying Jordan Clarkson uh, should be a jazz man for life, to which I say that's a bunch of hooey. Um, I mean, if you can if you can leverage Jordan Clarkson for first-round picks, you make that deal every day. Uh -huh. I don't think there is such thing in this league anymore as jazz man for life, like a one-franchise guy. Um, I mean, I guess Steph Curry and Devin Booker are the closest things to that anymore. But I would not, I would not hesitate to trade Jordan. I would not hesitate to trade really any veteran on this team. I'm probably not trading Walker Kessler. I'm probably not trading, you know, again, I, I personally would not trade Jared Vanderbilt, but any veteran on this team, absolutely. Rudy Gay, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, absolutely. I'm open for business on those guys. Yeah, you know, I, I think the the tough part is is that you know Clarkson is showing this willingness to to pass. Like I know that sounds kind of crazy, but like yeah. he's showing this willingness to kind of change his game a little bit, or or not not even really change his game, but just kind of add to it. I, I think Jordan has always been that guy where it's like, all right, you pass Jordan Clarkson the ball, it's not coming back to you. You know, he's gonna take that shot, and I think now that he's figured out that he can drive and kick and he can find open guys and make plays and be that guy for this team. You know, it does, it, it, it ups his value. Like, there's no getting around that. Like, it used to be that Jordan Clarkson was the guy you'd bring off the bench. And and I still maintain that that's probably his 
his role on a championship team. Like if you if you put Jordan Clarkson on the Warriors, let's say, well, he's not going to start for the Warriors, obviously. He would be a six-man scoring option coming off the bench. But I think every time that he comes out and starts for this Utah Jazz team and shows a willingness to pass and shows an ability yeah. to play within a system, yeah. his value goes up. So, yeah, I do think you have to take calls on him. I do think you have to consider moving him. But I, the last thing I think this team can do because you've already, you know, won a, a, a good share of games right out of the gate here is make trades and become a worse team because then you're going to find yourself in the middle. And that's what I think people are worried about is like, hey, you've won, you know, enough games where you're already behind the pace to be one of the worst teams in the league, right? You're, you're, you're ahead of that, if you will. Like you've won too much to be one of the worst teams. So now if you go and trade all these guys and you lose a bunch of games, you're still not going to get the draft position that you want. That's what I think people are worried about. Yeah, and I, I just don't – I guess I just view it differently. I think that if you, it, all these guys are assets. I mean, they're, they're, that's, it's that simple. You're not championship good now as much as, you know, we've enjoyed this season starting like this and, you know, you're what, 10 games in and everything's great. Like, you're not a championship contending team right now. So nobody on your roster is really somebody that should be the end of the world. Um, you know, and I, I, I just think if you're the Utah Jazz, you should be open for business on everybody with some very minor exceptions. I, I think that you're closer than you thought you would be at this point to contention. So I would, I would be again telling you, Hey, that's cool. Let's knock this thing out of the park. You know, like, okay, make trades, get more assets. If you can get a better player and upgrade, I'm all for that as well. But Hey, collect your assets and and let the suckers be sold, right? Trade those picks, get superstars in the summer, do what you have to do around the draft to make this team a contender. But I'm telling you now, if you're emotional about Jordan Clarkson, you're in the wrong spot because that's not a guy you should be emotional about. This is a business, man. And and Jordan Clarkson has value. And if you can get value for him, I would trade him. Yeah. It I, really is that simple. Yeah, and I don't think you're wrong for that. I, and and I think that, you know, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, because you're not a championship caliber team right now, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to be open to all things. I, I have to be honest, I th you know, the Boyan trade, you know, does that not bring some hesitancy around what, what future trades might be? Because it seemed like there are some people who would tell you that, like, the Boyan trade was just Danny spiting the Lakers. Like, hey, I don't want to give you Bogdanovich for, you know, basically one pick. So I'm going to trade him for nothing to the Pistons. But I, I'm telling you, the Lakers and the Jazz are still talking. The Lakers and the Jazz are still talking. And I think the Lakers realize they have to do something. And it's it's not normal that you would do something in October uh, but I think the end of the month, early December, you could see trades start happening. I, I just, I am as convinced now as I've been all summer long that Jazz and the Lakers are going to make a significant deal. It's just a matter of, of who's going to come to the middle and make that trade happen. Um, now, are the Jazz going to acquire Russell Westbrook? Probably not. But my guess is that in some form or fashion, that happens. And when you talk about Jordan Clarkson, the Lakers are absolutely a destination for Jordan Clarkson. Um, I, you know, that the Lakers would love to have him back and look, I know that's, that's probably frustrating to some jazz fans, but this is a process you're in now. So we'll, uh, we'll see about that. Let's get some of your thoughts in here. Kenai Johnson says top of the morning, fellas, why not keep the team we have and then use our picks to trade for players? Because I think you picks are not, picks are not enough to get you players. 
and you need, you know, my guess is that you will, you'd want to leverage the picks you have to get a superstar. And I think you would want to improve that, but that's just my opinion. Um, that's just me. Uh, BB says, I want them to trade the older guys, but only if they, one, are not making the young guys better or are taking minutes from young guys developing on the floor. You don't develop on the bench never playing. Well, that's true, but who on that bench right now isn't getting enough minutes? Yeah, I don't know that there's a guy that's not getting enough I, minutes. I think there's no Jared Butler yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people like I think Walker Kessler is getting a fair amount of minutes. You know, I think that, you know, there there is a select group of fans in Jazz Nation that want, you know, like a guy like Azabuki to get more minutes. And it's like, well, that's cool. But Azabuki hasn't really earned more minutes. And I think that Walker Kessler has shown you um, value. I mean, straight up, that's shown you value. So, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm not saying you're wrong, but I am saying that there's not a guy on that bench right now that's not getting minutes yeah. that deserves them. Uh, Brett Robbins says, Today I woke up and had a good feeling you guys were not going to wear black. Well, you know, I, you know I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's 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 the brand. Sorry the to disappoint you. I mean, I, I, I did wear a white polo shirt today. So, I mean, you know, that counts. Uh, BB says, if I win, I would be the only sponsor of the Monty show. Well, there's something to that. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, good morning, folks. Suns win and Cam Johnson on fire with seven threes. Look, I can only espouse the greatness of the Phoenix Suns so often. And I can only tell you that Devin Booker, the sex machine, you know, two, three combo guard last night. Uh, against your Minnesota Timberwolves. Right, my Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, had 18 points on uh, two of seven shooting from three. Not a great night. Not a great night. But Cam was on fire. Seven of 11 from three. I'm for real. Again, though, another awkward night for Rudy Gobert. 32 minutes, seven points, nine rebounds. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. Like what's going? I don't. I'm telling you that situation with the T Wolves is awkward. It's just unchanged, Rudy. Like, and this is what was so amazing to me about what Danny did in this deal. Like, it's not like Rudy Gobert is going to wake up and all of a sudden be this dynamic offensive force that that is a true number two to to hello, hello. Oh, is that you? Sorry. Hello. Hi. Um. Yeah. It's not like it's not like Rudy is going to wake up and and be some crazy you know, dynamic force yeah. offensively. And, and and this is exactly what you saw as it, when he was with the Jazz. Like, again, it takes a bad night of shooting for Rudy to put up numbers. And we've, we've been saying that on this show for two years, man. And, and it just continues to play itself out. And the bigger impact, I feel like, is not even just the stat sheet. I, I think... You know, Rudy Gobert is obviously being paid a ton of money, and and that when you get paid a ton of money in the league, like you got to be an offensive player. It's not good enough anymore to just be this guy that runs up and down the floor and rebounds a little bit, because that on a lot of nights is what Rudy is. Like he may deflect some guys, he may alter some shots and do some things that don't show up in a stat sheet, but he's never gonna be you know, 30, 10, and 10. Well, he put up like, seven points on seven of seven free throw shooting. O of one. He took one shot last night. Yeah. But again, what it, and what have we been talking about on this show? It's awkward with Rudy and Carl Anthony Towns. Cat had 24 points last night, 18 shots, three of three from the uh, stripe, three of seven from three, 10 boards, seven assists. 
like filled up the stat sheet. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm just telling you, unloading Rudy Gobert was one of the biggest wins in the history of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it's the, moving it was the that contract. Right, yes, yeah, totally the right decision. Totally, you know what you what you needed to do for a variety of reasons. Now the Donovan thing, I don't love. I'm hoping that in the long term it works out. But but the Rudy thing, I think was a no brainer. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ destroys Marxism is on some run about how Adrian Watt, Janowski, and others who were reputable have constantly said that Jazz are super reluctant. I don't think I've ever heard Adrian Wojnarowski say super reluctant. Um, about what? Trading Jordan Clarkson, I think. Um, he's just like rolling. Monty's absolutely wrong on this subject. Watch and see Danny isn't stupid, especially with the chemistry they're building. Will Hardy has used 56 different lineups already. He hasn't coached 56 games. Um, that's been well documented. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I Yeah, okay, we'll see. You know, um, Brett Robbins says Booker over Lillard. Yes, I would take age alone. I would take Devin Booker over over Damian Lillard. Uh, Justin Sal says Clarkson can go in my books. The only untouchable right now would be Laurie, but that could change in the future. But even Laurie Markinen, why is he banged around so much? Why has he moved teams so much? Well, because he's not that guy. He is a good player. He's not a great player. He's not an elite player. He is a guy that you can replace. And I... I think, hey, look, if he's your best player, you're probably not winning a championship. Yeah. If he's your second or third option, you're probably a pretty good team. You know. I, I think, and, and that my opinion is unchanged. I think this team needs a superstar. That's all this team is waiting yeah. for. They need a superstar. And once that once that's acquired or emerges, I think you're going to see a very different, uh, very different team. Uh, Thamor says, I'm expecting the Nets exploding their team next this season. So you think the Nets are going to blow it up? Okay, that works. Man, that works. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Brandon uh, Whiteside says, "About time you board the tank." I'm not. I do not advocate for this team tanking in any way, shape, or form. And they're not. Yeah, and that's not what we're saying. No, not at all. Uh, Gage says, "What about trading Mike and Malik to the Pacers for Miles Turner?" I know. I thought it was interesting the other day that Miles Turner went out of his way to say the Lakers should trade for him. Isn't that tampering? Hey, guys. Now, obviously, players can't get nailed for tampering, but he essentially said why the Lakers haven't made this trade, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Eric Shiang says, Simone Fontecchio uh, needs more minutes. Azubuki is a bust and should be cut. Always oh, injured. Yeah, Azubuki just, he's not an NBA body, though. Like, he isn't athletic enough. He's not, you know. Yeah, he's not that guy. Yeah, and I, and I think as far as Fontecchio is concerned, I, I I look at him and I say he's probably you know fifteen minutes a night. You're hoping for four threes out of him, you know, in in his minutes. Like that's that's what you're looking for. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know he hasn't obviously played a ton of games yet, but I think that he's working his way in. Yep. Uh, Salty drunk is upset that uh, Patty Mills only played ten minutes last night, Jake. Uh huh. He says that uh, the Nets are a mess and they should be playing Patty Bonnie, Mills. Please. Patty Mills is 73 years old, I think. Um, Patty Mills is a Patty Mills is a role player. What do you? 
Are you really upset about Patty Mills playing 10 minutes, going two of four from three and scoring nine points? Like- yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that Patty, Patty has a role on the team. I, and, and I think the reason they brought him back is because he's a glue guy in the locker room. And I think that he's somebody that, you know, Kevin Durant really likes and wants to play with and, you know, and yeah. wants around. And I think, you know, you can't get I, I, all jokes aside. I don't know. Like I, I can look up Patty Mills's age. I, I obviously he's in his thirties. I just don't know. He's seventy nine. He's thirty four years old. I mean, Jake, he's seventy nine yeah, years old. He, he's probably an AARP member at this point. He's probably got a walker, and you know, he's he's living life. He's fifty nine years old. <laughs> you know. I mean, it just, it just, it, I, I mean, he, you know. Yeah. Uh, NY Monty fan says, we kind of need someone to be in a situation that makes them willing to give up a superstar for picks. The issue is, A, is anyone in that situation? B, is there anyone who would be interest? we would be interested in? Not particularly. I mean, I, at this point, it's far too early. I mean, but who's the contender that's falling apart? Well, I mean, the Lakers, but they don't have anything you'd be interested in. I look at... I don't know. I, I I mean, I just think it's too early to know who's what. Yeah. You're 10 games into the season, really. So, you know, that uh, to me, that'll it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Kanai Johnson says, okay, so then put everyone up, maybe except Lori. He has been a beast all year so far, a real all-around player that you need in this league. Yeah, I, I mean, he would not be the first guy I would trade. No. Lori Markin. And I think... If we're having a discussion about like the totem pole of of like willingness on who you'd want to trade, like I yeah, I like I look at, you know, I, I I think Mike Conley this year has more value than he did last year for this team. You know, I think he gets him into their offense. He obviously is mentoring Colin Sexton. Like uh, you know, he's got more value to this team this year than he did last year. So he's probably not high on the priority list to trade. You know, his money feels a little more valuable right yeah. now. I, I I look at. You know, you you look at a Malik Beasley. He's the guy that's going to be valuable to other contenders and other teams. He's the guy that I would think you'd be getting calls about. And unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I think that's a conversation you have to have because he's not somebody that's going to be here when you win a championship. And if you can get a pick or if you can get a pick and a player for him, like I, I, I think you have to humor that conversation. Do I want to trade him? No, but I think that you, you can't be loyal to certain guys in the situation that you're in. You have to be dedicated to to just kind of going through the process and, and you know, building a championship team. And, and I would guess Danny's got a whole plan and a whole, you know, he's got an idea of what he wants to do. So I'm sure he's got a totem pole of guys that he'd be willing to get rid of too. So I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just think that he, he there's there's a plan. And I think that Danny knows what direction he'd like to go. And we're going to talk about the net situation a little later in the show. But, like, I, I think that net situation obviously is going to impact a lot of, of what the league does, depending on just how sideways that goes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hey, you need to stop moving around. It makes the it makes the adjustment of the camera much more difficult. Sorry. Like, you can't, you're never, you need to not move. Stay right there. Yeah, sorry. You know. My bad. Jerk. Uh, the biggest stories in sports this morning presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm telling you, man, the storm that's going to roll in here in the next two days. It is so windy this Dude, morning. It, 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 so I was thinking to myself walking into the building. Today was one of those days where I was like, why did we get out of bed? Why, why, why did we? Why? <laughs> why? Why are we not cocooned in bed right now? Oh, man. Like, so and again, you know, there's the the. 
cold or whatever we're calling this, you know, going around the 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 Casa no, de Monte. No, that you gave us. Uh-huh, right. The cold that I'm a medieval on your And ass. it's not even a cold, it is a middle of the night cough that you gave us. Okay, well, I didn't do any coughing in the middle of the night when I had it, so I don't know. You know, oh, now you're pronouncing yourself over it. Well, I'm not. I'm never over anything, clearly. But, yeah, you know, clearly. I mean, I, 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 the cough thing didn't happen to me in the middle of the night. Dude, it has been it has been brutal. But, you know, how you get rid of it? You go to quick car wash and have them wash it off of you. Uh, much like the dirt, grime, salt, dust from all this wind. I uh, was just there the other day. I generally get my car washed at least once a week. Uh, I have a wash pass at Quick Quack. I always get the, the top tier. And by the way, at the Quick Quack Car Wash in South Jordan, uh, starting November 16th, you can get their free, uh, their top tier wash for free at the Quick Quack in South Jordan at the district. That's their grand opening. They're opening now. Uh, I go there. It's right by my house. So yes, the Quick Quack in the district is open, but their grand opening celebration starts November 16th. First 100 people through the wash get a gift bag. They're giving away their top tier wash. Like all this great stuff. A quick quack car wash. Bring the kids. Um, and the best part about bringing the kids is it's fast. You're there maybe five minutes. And that's if they're busy. Um, they were busy over the weekend when, when I was there. And it was about five minutes to get through the line. So even when it's busy, it's fast. But they have all the lights and all the soap suds. And it's really a fun experience. A quick quack car wash. They bring you the biggest stories. In sports, coming up in 25 minutes, we have a crazy NFL trade deadline. Finally, finally, but this Ime Yudoka situation in Boston and Brooklyn, I think, is one of the biggest stories in sports. There are reports from Adrian Not Wojnarowski. Right, I can't remember what what atheism destroys the world uh, said about Adrian, but. My point is, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Ime Udoka will be hired as the next head coach of the Nets. Mm-hmm. What was your thought on that? I mean, I, my thought is is that the Brooklyn Nets are turning into an organization that just seemingly doesn't care about, you know, public perception on any level. Like, I, I like when you look at, you know, if, so if you set the Udoka thing aside for a second, you look at just Kyrie Irving, and now I'm not even talking about just this anti-Semitic tweet stuff that he just went through. I'm talking about, you know, the 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 pandemic stuff, the way that all kind of went down, like just just Kyrie as a as a guy off the floor who we all know to be, you know, different in how he goes about it. Like you're willing to have that guy in your organization and on your team. And I understand the guy is one of the greatest players the league's ever seen. Like, I don't think anyone disputes that, but I'm not sure that 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 outweighs how bad of a look it is to have the guy on your team. And so when you look at how they handle Kyrie Irving, that was one thing because that was a player. It's like, all right, well, hey, he's, you know, he brings a lot of value on the floor. Okay, fine. Great. We'll deal with it. The Ime Yudoka situation to me is completely different. This is someone who is a leader in your organization. This is someone who is is your head coach, so he's going to be in the public eye every single night. He's not someone that can hide out in the front office. Like like this is different. Like you you are willing to accept whatever he did in Boston, and obviously there are multiple reports. Woj was saying yesterday that. He, you know, repeatedly, inappropriately texted female staff members. 
I totally agree with all the people on Twitter saying, if you're a female employee in Brooklyn's organization, how must you feel today? Totally agree with that sentiment. I, I, I can't, it, it's just unbelievable to me that you would go and sign this guy. And I think it continues this sort of narrative that Brooklyn just does not care or has no empathy to how it looks. Yeah, I, I, I think my biggest problem with it is we again ha have to have a conversation about when does being a good human being matter? At what point does being a good human being matter? You know who Ime Udoka is. Now, from what I understand, the Nets did extensive research on that situation as to why he was suspended by the Celtics. And remember, he was suspended by the Celtics, not the NBA. So he is allowed to work if he gets hired. And the Boston Celtics essentially let him go for free, according to reports. It's shocking to me that we are less than a month from this. And the Brooklyn Nets are going to hire Ime Yudoka. Like, I just cannot fathom that. And at some point, you being a, a guy that in the reports out of Boston are that Ime Yudoka had an extramarital affair with a female employee of the Celtics. She was married. He is engaged to his longtime girlfriend. Um, there were other reports that he used heinous language towards women. Like, this is bad. And that the Nets are willing to hire this guy, and I don't care that he used to work for them. At some point, morals have to matter. At some point, being a good person has to matter. At some point, your past history of, you know, sexual indiscretions has to matter. But apparently in Brooklyn, it doesn't. And you can hire guys like Kyrie Irving to be a player on your team, which I guess is why you would hire Ime Yudoka to be a head coach. I, I'm just shocked by it. Mm -hmm. I am shocked by it. At some point, at some point, you have to, you, being a decent human being has to matter. Yeah, I, I think being a decent human being has to matter. And I think that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, usually these kind of conversations are reserved for the NFL and like the Deshaun Watson situation or, you know, anything that's happened in the NFL over the years. But but clearly now it's starting to leak into the NBA. And and, and I just don't know, like, it, it, it leaves, obviously we have to speculate because we don't know exactly what happened and exactly yeah. how it went down and exactly what he did. But but you understand the realm in which he did whatever it is that he did. And, and I just... I don't know, That's man. Right. I understand that the guy took the, the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals. I understand that. And I understand that the guy is a hell of a basketball coach. There's no denying it. But I, I just don't know how, if you're Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, that you think adding Udoka to this, this mix of guys that you have already is a good idea. I don't know how that pans. I don't know how that, that works out in your head. I don't know. It's just, it feels like you're just throwing more gas on a fire. Like it, it, it's, it just makes very little sense to me. That that's what I would say. Uh, San Diego state Aztec says, don't let your questioning of why you got out of bed today affect my show enjoyment. Uh, I know people best be keeping quote the stinger happy. I missed out on the live stream nickname fiasco yesterday. Well, it looks like uh, super soakers in the chat. So, you know, oh, is it really? Oh, come on, James Knight. James Knight, right out of the gate, once Tanner got here, said, hey, the super soaker's in the house. Thanks. Be nice.
Be nice. Tanner says, uh, salty drunk, you really are James Knight. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. There's no doubt about that. Don't think being a decent human being matters anymore in the NBA. I, but isn't that the perception of what this hiring means? Yeah, I, I that mean, yeah. you can you can be a complete crap bag and yet still get a job in the NBA. Well, and I think people are like, hey, like Adam Silver, like what are you doing about this? Like what what is you know like so I feel like in in sports right now it's cool for for organizations to be like, yeah, we did an extensive investigation into these activities and it's fine and it's like okay cool i guess that's an excuse for the guy to get a job i guess like doesn't that instead say that you did an investigation you know what the guy did and you're okay with it like that's what that says kind of does and and so it's like i I, whether you're adam silver the commissioner of the league whether you're joe Sy, like even i would even go as far as to say kevin durant like kevin durant has the power to be like, yeah, no, we're not hiring this guy. I'm Kevin Durant. You hire that guy, I'm not playing here. So on a certain level, like, I don't know, I kind of feel like, you know, Kevin Durant even on some level is endorsing this. Like, I know that that's a bit of a reach because he's not directly in control of it, but he's Kevin Durant. He, like, like LeBron James has the power to say, yeah, no, we, we're not interested in Darvin Ham. We're not interested in John Wall. We want Russell Westbrook, right? So, like, that's why I say... It's not just the ownership group in Brooklyn that is in control of this or endorsing this. And that's my biggest problem. It seems like every day that goes by is another day where I have to sit here and try to advocate for why Kevin Durant is some great human being. Yeah. And that's frustrating, you know, because it's like the guy is one of the best basketball players on the planet and he's always in the middle of it. And that's like, I don't know. I just, I guess I feel like it just doesn't need to be that way. Yeah, interesting story breaking this morning with Amazon um, that Amazon has signed Overtime Elite to a three-year broadcast deal. A broadcast deal? To stream 20 games a year um, for Overtime Elite. And this is a big deal um, because what... So Overtime Elite essentially is one of the top youth basketball organizations in the world. And they are they are the 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 company that owns them is called Nascent. Um and Nascent Digital Sports Network um has signed this deal with with Amazon, who is now an investor in Overtime Elite. Hmm. So this is a really interesting Overtime Elite before Amazon has people like GMC and Meta and State Farm and Tops, you know, just some other companies that are already sort of involved in it. If you've never heard of Overtime yeah. Elite, yeah. Uh, Barry is asking me how to get in the building today. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Not difficult. I at least appreciate that Barry, who who has in the past espoused that he hates our show. Okay. And I have not heard from Barry in several months. Right. Barry, at least, has taken the time to write to me this morning to say that um, he would like to try and get a Powerball ticket, but he lives in Cedar City. Oh, okay. Sure. But isn't Cedar City like yeah, St. Cedar George? City's, yeah, kind of far away, isn't it? Yeah, dude, you're not getting here by nine, <laughs> Barry. You're not getting here by nine, dude. Uh, and if you're just tuning into the show this morning, we do have Powerball tickets. The Powerball jackpots, $1.2 billion. 
All you have to do is come by Maverick Center, pull up right in front. You know the hockey statue? You just walk right up the stairs, come to the last door on the right, and mm-hmm. Mrs. Monty is waiting for you with a Powerball ticket. That's it. She'll give you the ticket. You can hopscotch about your merry way uh, or come in and watch a show for a while, whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, bro. Cedar City's 217 miles away. Barry, I'm telling bro. you, with all due respect. Man, I love you, my man. I, I really do. I but really do. You, you can't. You 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 just you know. I mean, unless you're in the area already. I mean, unless you do you have a this. helicopter or a private jet. <laughs> like, it, yeah, exactly. Jetcopter Monty is <laughs> on the way to get you. It's amazing to me what people will do for Powerball tickets. Yeah, look, I, I I think that you know it's not often that it's a billion dollars, and it's really interesting. You know, quick sidebar on the Powerball, like. To get the billion-dollar valuation, you do have to take it, uh, what is the term, uh, amateurized or whatever it is, that where they pay you monthly? Over, yeah, over a period of time to get the whole one. Yeah. But listen, the cash value, I think, is $567 million. Uh, Damn. I mean, I guess. Me? I could probably settle for, I'm yeah. taking the cash value. Yeah. I am taking the cash and value. And that apparently is what most people do, by the way. Yeah, the and, cash value. you know. Yeah, uh... <laughs> You're not getting here in time. Uh, Barfing Chicken says, pedal to the metal, man. Screw UHP. He can make it. <laughs> Straight up the 15, my Let's man. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. Uh, Justin Sal says, isn't Jeff Bezos an investor in overtime elite? He was. He was during his time at Amazon. Interesting that Amazon, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, is still getting them a streaming contract. Yeah. I don't know if Jeff, he still owns. I don't know that exact. I mean, he still owns part of the company. But he no longer is involved in the day-to-day operations of Amazon. So, you know, that is, that's interesting to me, you know. Uh, let's see. Arlington Bear says, fellas, I think I'm headed up around eight. Give me your Beto's order. I'm buying. See, I mean. Dude, I love you, bro. You know, Pico Salsa Burritos, man. Yeah, no meat, Pico Salsa Burrito. Just, you know, add some whole pinto beans. You know what I mean? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, well, good morning. Does Caruso need to make another visit this morning? Hey, listen, listen, dude. Dude played his ass off last night. Yes, I don't he care did. what the stat sheet says. Yes, he Guy did. Guy was making plays. I, I that's what the ja- the Jazz need a superstar and a Caruso type player. Yeah, they need a guy who's just a dirty dog. Yeah, they need a because what is Alex Alex Caruso's a better version of buckets or bench. Mm-hmm. That's what he is a better version of Royce O'Neal. Mm-hmm. And I I that's what this team needs. They need a superstar. Obviously, more than that, you need a superstar level. Yeah, talent. you need a clean cut, cold blooded superstar yeah. kind of guy. Absolutely you do. Yeah. Absolutely you do. Yeah. Uh Barfing Chicken says, Cool coincidence. I just ate Betos. I what did love you Betos. get? What did you get? What is your Betos? Yeah, what is order? your go to Betos order? Because yeah. mine is Pico Salso Burrito. And by, Pico the, way, salsa by burrito. the way, can I just get some clarification? Is it Betos or Betos? I think it's Betos. Is it Betos? Okay. Yeah. Because I've always just naturally said Betos, but it feels like Betos is more appropriate. Yeah, Betos is what I B E T O S. Yeah, Betos. Yeah, okay. that's what I always go with. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Salty Drunk and Tanner Plummer are going back and forth. You know, Salty Drunk. Every time you call me that name, you're basically <laughs> implying that I got more action than you. Out <laughs> of boy, Tanner. Out of boy. <laughs> Every day, somebody goes after somebody. Salty Drunk says, can we get the super soaker in the guest chair? Well, he's got to come by Maverick Center to get in the guest chair. I mean, the, so, the, the train does come by Maverick Center. You know, you know I'm just saying. Like, you know. You know. Uh, Marsing Outdoor says, why do we need that? We are winning without a superstar. No, well, my friend, you are, in my opinion, 
you are winning, you're at your max. You're not winning a championship without a superstar. Having fun is the name of the game. I mean, it's fun. It is absolutely fun to win. But do you want to win in the regular season or do you want to win a championship? What's the difference, if you really are cold-blooded about it, what's the difference between this year's team and last year's team right now? Like, distribution. Distribution, right? The, the names are a little different, right? The roster looks a little different, feels a little different. The jerseys obviously look different. New floor, little rebrand action. But when you really get down to it, this year's team may not be a 50-win team, but this year's team is probably, if, you know, again, early, all things stay the same, all things are equal. This year's team could probably make the playoffs. We all agree to that. So if you go out in the first round, what really is different? What really has changed? Nothing. Nothing. And so that's why, because if you want to win a championship, you, it's, you have to, uh, you can't have role player starting five guy at every starting five position. Cause that's what you have. If we're being yeah. honest, like you have a bunch of guys that can start in the league, but they are role players within a starting five. They do a job. And, and that's why I'm saying like, you're extending Jordan Clarkson into a starting five. You're, you're asking Lori to put up 30 a night, right? You're, that's you're, a problem. Like yeah. you're, you're asking guys to go above what they normally do. And, and they have, they've done a great job. I don't want this to come off negative at all. They're doing a hell of a job like that. Like that's a hundred percent true. But at the same time, the goal isn't to do a hell of a job in the regular season it is to it is to uh, it is to win a championship. You know what I mean. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like I just like you can't be emotional about it. You just have to say like, yeah, we gotta move it yeah, along. Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing, and this is just for me. Uh, Mark Hale, by the way, came by. So yes, Mark, good to see you. Yeah. Um, my my thing for me is that I I I only compete to win championships. When we're talking about the NBA, I I think it's easy to just exist. And this fan base and this organization deserves a championship. It has been far too long. You have a fan base. Look at the crowds this year have been unbelievable at Vivint. Mm -hmm. They earned, they have earned the right to compete for a championship. These fans, this city, this town, this state needs a championship. And yeah. I think if the Utah Jazz, and I do believe in the next five years, the Jazz win a championship. If the Jazz win a championship, it completely changes the complexion, the the whatever that belief is about what Utah is. Mm -hmm. Winning a championship changes that. And it's not winning a Pac-12 championship. It's not winning, a, you know, BYU winning a Big 12 championship. Right. You need to win a college football national championship. You need to win an NBA championship. Yeah. That's what this town needs. And I think the Utah Jazz are in a position to deliver that in the next five years. I want it. But you have to you have to remove the emotional component of this. Yeah. That to me is the biggest thing with the Utah Jazz. I I could be wrong, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh it's well, there is a debate about how you pronounce Betos. Yeah. Uh, Justin Salas says, no, it's Betos. It is Betos. B-A-Y-T-O-S. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Jacob DeLambo says, carne asada oh, fries. Hell yeah, yes. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, uh, Lorenzo Miranda says, last one you said, Jake. So it is Betos. Okay. Uh, Big Daddy Yummy Yummy will be over okay. 34 minutes. 
So now we've so gone now it's, from, yeah, go ahead. What was yeah. it yesterday? Big Daddy Magic. Big Daddy Magic is now Big Daddy Yummy Yummy. <laughs> so I thought the I thought the get the, there was a bunch of women at the jazz game who named you Big Daddy Magic. Mm -hmm. Why is it now Big Daddy Yummy Yummy? Schemers trying to control their little worlds. Okay. Uh, Joe Doe says it's Beto's. Now we're gonna have to get a. We're, now we're gonna have to get a an answer. Yeah. Um, what it is. I've always said Betos, but I, I'm not saying that's correct. Uh, Mesh says, I think Vanderbilt's our dog. We just need Jalen Brown now. So that That's not wrong. Uh, I mean, the only thing I worry about with, with Vanderbilt is can he consistently shoot the three? Because mm -hmm. in this league right now, the way it's built, you need a guy to consistently shoot the three. But yeah. he's shown you he can make it. Yeah, well, and I think, the again, the quality of the look that he's getting is excellent. I mean, they're they're creating wide-open opportunities. Yep, Tanner says, sadly, the train doesn't go by the Mav. Yeah, that's true. Your train doesn't go by the Mav. There's a... there's a, the uh, Tracks. The tracks is right what outside. What train are you taking? I guess the bigger one? The, yeah, like the full-on... The one that goes by Rio T. Uh-oh. The uh, front-runner or whatever front it's runner, called. Front-runner, yeah, yeah. front-runner. NY Monty fan says, I agree with Mesh. Uh, Boyd Lake says, B-toes. Okay. Okay, B-toes, okay. Uh, yeah, Jake, sure. the haircut is looking fresh. Be careful, Giselle might be sliding in your DMs. What What? What am I just... I, I, you know, we go and see our guy Jay Taffa over at Dave's Barbershop and in he Daybreak. he is a savage. I'm telling you, you need a barber. Jay Taffa is at Dave's Barbershop in Daybreak. Worth your drive, even if you're on the other side of the valley. So Worth you're your saying drive. that his hair is better than my hair. That's hurtful. That is hurtful, Jerem. I, I, you know. You know. Whatever. Lorenzo Miranda says, carne asada fry breakfast burrito. <laughs> Ooh, yes. please. That would be amazing. Uh, Frank uh, Curcio says, Jazz coach is awesome, too. Will Hardy's doing a good job. Steak and egg breakfast burrito. Man. See, now now y'all are making me hungry, dude. Like, Man. Come on. It's come on. called Master Betos, Bobby Thomas says. See what he did there? Master Betos? No, no. That's going over my head. I don't. I actually don't. You're, you're serious right no, now? No, I get it. I get it. Master Betos. Yeah. You're a douche. Yeah. Good joke. How did you not? You didn't. Good joke. You really didn't get that. Good joke. I don't. How did you not get that? As a single Excuse guy. As, wait, wait, wait. Me. As a single guy who's not single. Excuse me for not getting the 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 joke. Overt sexual reference yes, to Beethoven. Overt sexual reference. That's what I was looking How for. How did you not get that? That was a brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A for execution. For a guy that strengthens his forearm like five times a day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a strategy. Are you single? Are you single? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Uh, Lorenzo Miranda says, Lori, a superstar. I don't care what y'all say. I'm right about this one. You'll see. I'm not okay. saying that Lori Markkinen's not a a good two or th second or third option. I'm not saying that. He ain't a one. Uh, Durant, Kyrie, and Simmons can't even win a game. Well, Ben Simmons no, didn't play no, last no. night. He has, I guess he's got knee soreness. Um, Kyrie Irving hit, I think, two shots last night. Kevin Durant's a stud. Kyrie Irving's a problem on that team. I, I thought I saw something that said Kyrie had zero points last night. No, he did not have zero points. He had zero points through three quarters. Oh. And then he got two. He got a couple of layups in the fourth. 
Gotcha. But he was terrible last night. 4.6 boards, 7 assists. Yeah, he was terrible last Two night. 2 of 12 and 0 of 6. Yeah, he was. Thanks I, for showing up, bro. Awful. It's the Dude. only reason the Bulls won the game. Trust me, we're not very right, good. Pete. We, the Bulls, yeah. are not very good. So trust me when I say they only won because Kyrie. Kyrie is the problem there. Yeah. Like, well, I, I still, to this day... Do not understand, and this is what I don't get, and I understand I'm a talk show host and I'm not a, a, a general manager. I don't understand why on earth, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you have not traded Kyrie to the Lakers. Yeah, I don't know. Could why Russ be earth, worse for you? Why on earth are you signing Ime Udoka? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what I, but that's what I mean. Like, that's my point. Like, you, that's a great point. Are you really sitting here saying that for your locker room and for your organization, Russell Westbrook really is worse? Like, you, you're not, like, I know, look, I'm not saying that Russ is some great player right now. I agree with what you've said. The dude has a lot left in the tank. But there is something wrong right now mentally with Russell Westbrook. Yes. The, the guy, I don't care what anybody says. You don't go from hitting game winners and being one of the best point guards in the league and, 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 and building and creating and curating a Hall of Fame career on some level to whatever the hell this Russell Westbrook is in a Laker uniform. You, you don't do that without there being issues. And that's why I'm yeah, saying... Like, I, I don't you, understand you, it. You, I, I don't understand you, it. It just doesn't happen that way. And that's what I'm saying. Like Brooklyn is, is a problem. Like Joe Sy is an issue. You know, like I, I don't know... My struggle is not that I I just disagree with what they're doing. My struggle is 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 you're doing you're making mistakes. It's an obvious mistake to sign Ime Udoka. Like that's just not obvious a good mistake. Look. Obvious. I totally agree with you. It's an obvious mistake. Um, it, am I making too much of the Ime Udoka thing? I feel I, I like don't think I, so. I, don't I feel think like so. it should matter. Frank uh, Frank Curcio. Why can I not speak today? Frank Curcio says, Kyrie trying to lead. He did the same thing to LeBron when he wanted out of Cleveland. Durant is the leader. Kyrie doesn't want to be the number two. He wants to be the one, yeah? But I don't think Kyrie has the, has the, the, the leash anymore to, to have issues. Like, I don't, like Kyrie is a yeah, guy Yeah, that's who all over be, with. Like, yeah, like Kyrie is a guy who should be like, all right, I'm staying on the straight and narrow. I'm going to give you 25 a night with hopefully 8 to 10 assists, and I'm just going to play basketball. That's what Kyrie should be doing right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I just don't, yeah, I don't know, man. The only thing that I know right now is it's time for football at 50, 10 of the hour every hour. We bring you the biggest stories in the world of football. I mean, do we do a BYU football at 50 or do we? Because this Tuiaki sound is, I mean, more blame for the players, which is amazing to me at BYU. Why don't we save that? Let's do that at 7.15. Yeah. Because ten minutes. this sound is crazy. Yeah. I, I, Tuiaki is rapidly losing me at BYU. I am not a fan of firing guys in the middle of the season. I just don't think there's any upside to it. Yeah. Hit the sound that he, what he said yesterday was crazy. Uh, football 50, 10 in the hour, every hour brought to you by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25, M-O-N-T-Y, MONTY25, to get 25% off your purchase or $25 or more of 25. See, what I was trying to say was, you know, um, anyway. 
Uh, we do have your lotto tickets. Powerball is $1.2 billion, which is what Bradley Chubb makes, apparently. How about the Miami Dolphins going all in? Yeah. The Miami Dolphins traded for linebacker Bradley Chubb. They sent the Broncos a 2023 first-round pick that they got from San Francisco. I think this is a fantastic move for Miami. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, heading into the season, there was a lot of questions about Miami and Tua and, and was Tua and Tyreek going to work out and, like, what, you know, what were you looking for or trying to do there? And I feel like, you know, again, concussions aside with Tua, I feel like he's held up his end of the bargain. You know, I feel like he has gotten better and he has performed. So it doesn't surprise me that Miami is like, all right, Tua's coming through. Let's help him defensively. Let's get some talent defensively and let's see what we can do because you know inevitably that the vision is going to run through Buffalo. You just know that. So you're going to have to find a way to get after Josh Allen. Yeah, I think it's interesting. They also sent Chase Edmonds to the Broncos, which helps them uh, do that. Miami also then acquired Jeff Wilson for a 2023rd fifth-round pick from the Niners in a separate deal. Uh, Mike McDaniel, the head coach in Miami, knows Jeff Wilson very well. Um, so that was a – absolutely, that was a win. I thought yesterday was a very good day for Miami. I think they became a, a legitimate – AFC championship contender. No, I do not think they're better than the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I agree. They're not. Um, but I thought one of the more interesting trades was Calvin Ridley, the suspended, um, I don't know, do you call him gambling aficionado from the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do. You he do. is suspended for the year for gambling on the game between the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, of course, the Atlanta Falcons traded Ridley to... The Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> in a in a nod of oddness. Yeah, uh, Ridley is suspended for the entire season, so Jacksonville invested in the future. Yeah, uh, I thought that was an interesting. I think it's trade. an interesting play. Like I think you know, obviously the belief is Calvin Ridley is going to come back and be a contributor for them, and in in you know I. Yeah, it is. It is you, your point's well taken that he was gambling on a game between those two teams, and it's funny that he got traded to the Jags. Like I, that's really interesting, but. I, like, the guy can play. That's the sad part. The guy can absolutely play, and, you know, he cost himself a year. Yeah, by the way, I think a couple of the other interesting trades yesterday. How about the uh, Detroit Lions sending TJ Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. In the division, because Hawkinson's a baller. That dude can play. I was not surprised they traded him, but then I was like, wait, did, that said the Vikings. Yeah. I was really surprised they sent him to the Vikings. And then Notre Dame's finest, Chase Claypool, yeah. is a Chicago Bear. I, I, I'm a bitter Bears fan. Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I think this is a good deal, but this doesn't solve your Justin Fields problem. No, not at, at all. all. Not at all. And I so think wait, that- have you come around on Justin Fields? I've been saying I've been coming to the middle a little bit. Like I, I, you know, like we. We had watched. When was that? Where we were watching videos on that? We were, we were somewhere. I don't remember. Somewhere doing something. Yeah, and we were watching some videos on Justin Fields and like just what you know his options essentially. And and I do agree that the guy doesn't throw the ball when it needs to be thrown. Like wide receivers being open in the in the league is a really small window. You have probably maybe a second, second and a half to throw that football, and he never does, which is why he's running so much. That's his problem. Yeah. 
At the same time, though, I'm not going to come off the criticism of this organization that the offensive line is trash and the guy is running for his life regularly. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, but Eberflus is doing a good job with this team. Let's not, yeah, let's not convolute. He's a defensive guy. Win against Patriots. He's a good win. Yeah, he's a defensive guy. Yeah. You better go. You better go all in on Justin Fields, or you better go all out. You better either trade him. Or go all in and get him weapons in an offensive line because yeah. you got to make a decision on him, and I don't know that you have long. And I think what's really difficult, I know, and I know we got to keep moving here, but what's really difficult, like we've talked this week and last week about Zach Wilson and his situation. It's Zachy Poo, uh, please. Zach Milfson, Zachy Poo, Thank the you. Zachinator, the Zachatator, right? Like the guy dominated college football just the same way Justin Fields dominated college football. And it's like, how is it that these guys are just inept at the NFL level? That's crazy to me. I, I don't think it's rocket science. And and I I feel like I've had a pretty good percentage. Now, obviously, I've missed on some guys. But guys like Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, they were never going to be Justin Herbert. They were never going to be the Joe best. Burrow. A Joe Burrow, great example. Tua is not an NFL quarterback because he's always hurt. He's got the arm talent. He's got the... you got to give Tua some credit, at least, for coming around a little bit. Dude, I mean, he's, he's improved. Right, but this is what I've always said. He's always a playmaker, but he's never healthy. Yeah. He's Jim McMahon, dude. He is Jim McMahon. He can win you games, but he's going to miss half the games you want him to play in. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the honest truth about Tua Tungavailoa. He is a good quarterback is, is who no, can't stay there's healthy. No, there's no guys backfill. That's the issue. Like, it, it, like, that's a great point, but it's like, okay, even with that being a great point... What do you do about it as an organization? Because it's not like you can just go find another guy constantly. Yep, I agree. Uh, let's see. Tom Basilius says, Hawkinson to an in-conference rival was huge. Yeah, I don't understand that. Claypool, Tanner says, is going to ball out for your Bears. I hope so. He's been kind of a disappointment in Pittsburgh, if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, but the kid can play, no doubt about that. Sean Mirzinski says, Jeff Wilson trade was a steal. Totally agree. Tom Basilius says, Claypool's a bum. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, as a Niner fan, Jeff Wilson uh, is a good player, good pickup for them. How about, by the way, how about my – turn off the football music. How about my God – how about Kyle Schwarber hitting an absolute moon missile? How about the Philadelphia Phillies last night? Yeah. How about my Philadelphia Phillies last night? Clutch, dude. I mean, I, I – I... Okay. That's my three, left three fielder. Minute, three minutes on the World Series. So last night, if you didn't watch this game, Bryce Harper comes to the plate in the first inning, absolute moonshot, right? What's really interesting is that everyone is saying Lance McCullers, the starting pitcher of the Astros, was tipping pitches last night. I don't know if dude was tipping pitches, if that actually happened. Bryce Harper clearly was on him. Bryce Harper clearly had some intel on him, yeah. which then led to all these other guys going deep off of Lance McCullers, which does not happen regularly. So I don't know what was going on, but but that was pretty Bryce incredible Harper, to watch. Bryce Harper, if you didn't see it, walked up in the first inning and knew what was coming. He hit a curveball to Poughkeepsie. That motherfucker don't oh miss, Oh, my man. God. Like, he, 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 McCullers threw him a curveball, and Bryce hit it like he knew what was coming. Okay, he rounds the bases. Bone is on deck, and Harper calls him over and whispers in his ear, right? And the inning ends right there, right? But Bone comes up to the plate the next inning to lead off, and what's he do? 
He goes to the moon. Yeah. Hits a home run. Yeah. And you knew from that point on that they knew what was coming. And it's like, okay, we're, are you just going to leave him in there, Dusty? Like the Astros just left and didn't give up five home runs, an all-time <laughs> record. Um, I mean, it, it's yeah, remarkable it? to uh, me. Bryce, Schwarbs, Reese Hopkins, Reese uh, Hoskins. I mean, it's uh, remarkable. Bomb. Yeah. I mean, they, they hit oh, five and, uh, home runs in a 7 nothing win. Yeah, and Buddy, who hit nine for them last night. I can't remember his name. The center fielder yeah, guy. Yeah, the center fielder. I, I'm all in on the Phillies on this, and, and we were talking to a good friend of ours that um, happens to play the ponies every single day, uh, and he <laughs> was saying he bet the Astros last night. Yeah, well, and, 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 and think, it's the smart play, yeah, I thought. It's, cor it's a correct move, and I, and, I, and I think this is why I've never understood why people don't like baseball, because the little cat-and-mouse game in baseball that is played on a nightly basis, even in the regular season, is incredible to me like you're talking about like just so we're all clear round object with a a, a a round bat like that on its own is one of the hardest things to do in sports just the idea that bryce harper walked up to the plate knowing a curveball was coming probably and sent that thing to the upper deck is crazy that's the the best part of it it's all good to know what's coming yeah you still gotta you still gotta barrel up and yeah, dude that's the thing with the Astros cheating scandal. It's the only positive thing I've ever said about that crappy cheating team in Houston. It's all well and good that they knew what was coming. They still had to hit it, and they did. Yeah. But you put a bat in Bryce Harper's hand and tell him what pitch you're going to throw, it's over. He's going to crush it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, dude was tipping pitches. Yes, he was. Kyle Schwarber is an absolute stud. Yeah, dude. Loved him on the Cubs. Freaking Cubs. Hey, we have three incredible players. Let's get rid of them. Don't get us started. That's all I will say is that's my GD left fielder. Yeah. That's my left fielder. And the only other thing that I can say is that you need to use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Mm -hmm. um, if you didn't learn from the Jacko Pizza, I mean, what's coming up at the next week, it's an amazing pie. Thanks. Like Bomb, we've seen, dude. we've Bomb. seen the commercials ahead of time. The, the pizza for November is awesome. When you go to Papa Murphy's Pizza, use the promo code MATI25. It gets you legit 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. If you're buying two pizzas, you're saving like eight, nine bucks. Yeah, dude. It is absolutely worth it. At Papa Murphy's Pizza, just download the app and uh, you can get the hookup as well. The Monty Show is presented by our good friends at the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. You've been in an accident and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at The Advocates are here to get you the support you need. The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Hey, thanks to Daniel who works over at U Health and Sugar House. He stopped by to pick up his Powerball ticket. Mark Hales was here. Uh, a lot of people are asking how to get in to get the ticket. Yeah. And Mrs. Monty just said, well, hey, man, it's dark out. It, okay, that's wait, but fair. wait, okay. it's it's seven o'clock. What do you mean it's dark out? It is it is pitch black out. <laughs> Isn't it weird? It's dude. It I I, I even what what I got out of bed this morning and it was like, dude, it could have been midnight. Like it was crazy. I, Are you out of your goddamn mind? So I've been under the weather a little bit. We 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 have been under the weather a bit. So I've been taking Nyquil. Yeah, it does weird stuff to me. 
I don't know how to explain it. Like, I wake up delusional. <laughs> like, I wake up delusional this morning. Yeah, I, nice. You know when you, you, you're on the sauce and you get out of bed? <laughs> yeah. And you just, you're just like, <laughs> like, what am I doing, right? <clears throat> and so I stood up this morning and I go to get in the shower and there wasn't a towel in my bathroom. Um, so I had to walk out and I was like, I, so in my hallway, I have a bedroom next to a hallway closet. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in front of the closet like, is this the closet door? You know. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, well, but... I, and I'm arguing with myself which one's the closet door. Or what? I'm sure it was 10 seconds, but it felt like five minutes. That's what they all say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he wonders why he's single. Oh, my God, dude. And he wonders why he's single. Nobody is. Nobody has ever said, oh, man, that was 10 seconds. Mrs. Monty says it all the time. But, you want to? You know. <laughs> anyway. Continue. Okay, so you're. My you're, point you're was, I was delirious over which was the 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 linen closet and which was the bathroom. It was weird. Now, let me ask you this: So, did you when you, you said you went into the bathroom first? Was the light on in the bathroom? So, like, had your eyes adjusted and everything? No, I had just turned on the light, but Mrs. Montu has now gotten the uh, the infection as well. Right. It's like, honey, honey, honey. She's like, can you get me some Dayquil tabs? I was like, um, okay. So I, I, I tore off the Dayquil tabs and it took me forever to open it because I was trying to, I was arguing with myself on how to open. It's just whatever Dayquil does to your body, it absolutely, when I get out of bed in the morning, I'm delirious. Like it's weird, <laughs> man. It is so weird. Mrs. Well, Mrs. Monty was before, like that's that's early when you're on Dayquil. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, but I, mean, I had to take a double dose. I took a dose when I went to bed last night, and I laid down super early. Okay. What? So, and I'm being serious. What time is super early? Eight twenty. Okay. I, and I listened to the end of the Grizzlies game. They lost three two in Kansas City last night. Yeah. Um, I turned off my phone, and it was like eight twenty something. I don't remember. Yeah. But I had taken Dayquil, and I, I felt like I went right to sleep. Nyquil. Nyquil, rather, yeah, excuse Nyquil. me. Yeah, Nyquil. I felt like I went right to sleep. Okay. I woke up at 10.30 having a coughing fit. Damn. And so I drank water, and I went and laid down in our guest room. I fell asleep, and I woke up at 11.06. Dude. Went into my bathroom, took more Nyquil, and went back to bed. All gas, no break. Slept until 3 o'clock when Mrs. Monty started tossing and turning. Yeah. And then I slept until three o'clock and went back to sleep and woke up at four o'clock. My alarm went off and woke me up. Damn. And That's I was strange. just delirious when I woke up. Yeah, it was well, terrible. So what I was going to say is I think the NyQuil is rated for like eight, nine hours. Like it's, it it's does not last to... me. It lasts me three hours. I feel like. Yeah. But that's the way I've always been with, with medication. If, if you take medication, it lasts you eight, nine hours for me. I, I have to take a double dose of NyQuil. It, it, and what that means is I'll take some when I go to bed and I just know I'm going to wake up and I got to take another one. Hydroxychloroquine. But, but again, not hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> sir. But again, I woke up at, at, at 1030. Did I go and take more NyQuil and just go right back to bed? No. No, I didn't because I woke up and I was like weird. Yeah. And I... and. So Mrs. Monty has like a fully done up guest room. Like right. she has all these oh, the full, fully Honey. pillows. Let's put 800 yeah. pillows on the bed. Yeah. So there's all these pillows on our guest room bed. Yeah. 
So, of course, what does fat ass do? I sit on the bed, I lay down. And so I'm all uncomfortable with all these small pillows. So now I'm just like throwing small pillows or throwing small pillows everywhere. Yeah. I should have just gotten up, gone in my bathroom, taken more NyQuil and gone back to bed. Yeah. I didn't do that. That's what, I mean, it's what you have to do. And I think the tough part is like, okay, taste-wise, NyQuil to me is way better than DayQuil. Oh, DayQuil is, DayQuil Day Day is rough, man. kerosene. Yeah, it's Day rough. Quil, oh, it's terrible. Okay, it's a hell of a drug. Oh, my God, it's terrible. DayQuil yeah, is... Dude. Uh, we took it this morning. Jake, Jake walks in my front door pretty much every day at like 4.30. Yeah. And I was sitting on my couch thinking about how terrible my life is <laughs> when he walked in today. And so I got up and I was still groggy, honestly. I don't know if you could tell that or yeah. not, but I was still groggy. Yeah, I can. It, it, and not that it's a criticism at all, but like when you're around someone every day, you can really tell like the days when you're really sharp and you're like on point, you can tell versus just as I'm sure you can. Because usually me, when like, Jake walks yeah. in the door, I'll drop like some kind of terrible language on him. Usually it's like, hey, a-hole, how you doing? Or, no, like, or I'll like, be what's like, up, douchebag? Yeah, like something like that. <laughs> but... Like today, I got up at four. I got in the shower. You know how delirious I was? I got in the shower at 4.08 because I was trying to figure out towels and DayQuil. Yeah. I forgot to p turn off the snooze on my phone. Oh, damn. So I got in the shower and the phone was, it was so warm. And then the phone started going off. So nah. I had to step out of the shower, turn off. Biggest kick in the balls you'll ever get. So I get downstairs. I put on my shoes and I'm just, I put my hands on my head and my elbows on my knees. And I was like, dude. The nap today is going to be amazing. Today, today, we need to take your ass home and you need to go to sleep. Yeah, I that's, need to take a nap. That's what needs to happen. I do. Today. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy Magic is now a, a oh, user. It's, it's his name now. Can't believe Tanner has a wife. Why? Tanner's a... Dude, Tanner's a good dude. Why like, is Tanner like, taking a beating yeah. on this show? Like, you guys understand Tanner's a long time and he's a good dude, right? Like, we get that? Like, I understand. Yeah. Like, he is definitely the the, you know, the punching bag of the comment section but like <laughs> which i don't understand yeah like you know boyd lake says 10 seconds what does twss mean i don't, I don't know, what, know that what that means yeah jake yeah. is a 10 second guy uh no let's not talk world series baseball aztec says too much a reminder of the futility that is the ownership of the oakland a's it's going to be the L the yeah. las vegas a's yeah jake equals king of zing today yes keith carl he does <laughs> that's nyquil not dayquil thank you uh, that's why he takes a beating in the comment section. Uh, THT equals Kobe to stop. Okay, relax, stop relax. Stop. I Never. can't even, no. Yeah, come on. Tanner says, by the way, my wife made the last comment. Okay. Uh, she stole my phone while I was in the shower. Wow. Okay. Don't, you know. They're casual. You know. Uh, let's see. Barfing Chicken says, that was totally you, Tanner. Can't believe Tanner has a wife, Big Daddy Magic says. Well, Big Daddy Magic, I am the super soaker. See, you you, you never finish the word soaker. You no. Got, just embrace it. You, you are won't. the super soaker. I feel bad for Tanner's imaginary wife and my Monty's. Oh, my God. You guys are savages. Big Daddy Magic says, Jake and I need to take some notes. Yeah, I'm brilliant. Mm -hmm. You need to take right, notes. Right. Uh, Angel Flores says, uh, what side of Maverick Center do I pick up the lotto ticket on? Okay, I am completely not doing my job. Yeah. We have Powerball tickets, 1.2 billion, while yeah. supplies last, because yeah. quite a few people have actually come by. Um, so we have a bunch of them left. We probably have 25 left. Yeah. All you have to do is pull up in front of Maverick Center. There's a hockey player statue and a big staircase. Come up the staircase and walk as far to the right as you can. It's the last door on the right. Mrs. Monty's there. You can come inside, look at the studio, and then get out. 
<laughs> Unless you bring donuts and then you can stay. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're taking donations, food, you know, Beto's breakfast burritos. Yeah, donuts, Chris Carn says he's um, bringing us two Pico Salsa burritos. Hey, he even texted me. Really? And said to, yeah. <clears throat> this is a tasty burger. It pays to have important friends. Appreciate that, Chris. Yes, thank you. I'm a Seriously, thank Beto's you. Fan. But if you want a free Powerball ticket, yeah. the drawing is tonight. It's $1.2 billion. All you have to do is come to Maverick Center before 9 o'clock or while supplies last um, and park in front, walk up the stairs, come all the way to the far right side. Mrs. Monty's waiting by the door. Yeah, and she's and she's watching for people to show up, so it's basically impossible for you to get lost. Yeah, Jerem Patterson says, Utah Jazz remind me of the 2013 Denver Nuggets. They didn't have an all-star, finished third seed, and lost in the first round to Steph Curry and the Warriors. Yeah, you do need a superstar. Yeah. I agree, Jerem. That's a really good point. Yep. Uh, My Monty fan says, Jeff Johnson, I'm an Angels fan. Ooh, that hurts. Good luck. That happened. That happens to live in New York. It's the worst. LA Angels are such a mess. Well, and they're not now trading Shohei Otani. Yeah, and Buddy needs to sell the team. Like, we, that needs to happen. And once that happens, I Artie think... Artie Marino. Yeah, they, they need to... Once that happens, they'll be in a better spot. Big Daddy Magic says, why does your background say lies? I... What do you mean? I don't even want to know what that means. Yeah, what does that even mean, dude? Um, Boyd Lake said, that's what she said. <laughs> Boyd, we appreciate you. Uh, Giggity says, Tanner is a legend of the show. Duke called into another show and plugged the Monty show. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Dude, Tanner went into a Twitter spaces for all with all the Utah Jazz beat writers. He totally 007'd it. Like, he went in there with a legit comment and then said, I, I remember exactly what he said, but like he went in about the show and like how you should listen to the show if you want jazz M O N T Y the Monty yeah, show. Like he did all this stuff and it was just incredible. Like, yeah, we used legend. to have drops of that, but Jake doesn't. Okay, well, you know what? Jake doesn't play drops yeah, anymore. I do play drops. We yeah. used to have a cool little. How about that? Yeah, we used to have drops and stuff and, you know. Um, J Ron Fitz says, fella, he claps some cheeks, calm down. And uh... he clapped some cheeks. Calm down. Wow. And my Monty fan says, listen, Tanner knows we all love him. Look forward to seeing him every day. He knows he's the little brother of the show. He is. He is totally. He's a legend. 100%. Arlington Bear says, if double shot NyQuil before bed, I wake up hungover. I'm See, telling you, dude. I'm like... kind of with you on that, bro. I'm kind of with you on that, Chris. I, like, I think. But you have to. I, so, like, I, I've never taken a double shot of NyQuil. I've only ever done one full 30-ounce or whatever, 30-milligram Dude, you thing. take two shots of NyQuil, it's like the drink. It is. <laughs> he gone. Like, you know, I mean, it is. I'm not afraid to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I die, I'm going to paradise. Well, you, but, you know. But the funny thing is, now I'm sitting here and... Admittedly, I am hot, but I have on a t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, and then my Kill Crew sweatshirt, which, right. by the way, Kill Crew sweatshirts are the best. Yeah. The best. Uh, so you're a little hot right now. I'm hot, but other than that, my throat doesn't hurt anymore. You know, like I'd had a sore throat, but I had been taking, I've been taking Advil yeah. to alleviate the sore throat. Let's that works. right now. The biggest issue I've had is I have been a little tired and I've had this cough. Yeah. Other than that, I've been fine. Now, Mrs. Monty this morning wakes up and she's like, do I have a fever? Honey. And she didn't have a fever, but. Hey. 
It just needs to snow and get cold so that we can it cuddle need, yeah. under the blanket. It, well, but it needs to get regularly cold. This nonsense about like 65 degrees yesterday and then today it's oh. going to be like 30. Mrs. Monty hooking me up saying TWSS. That's what she said. Uh, 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 I got it. Got it. Got uh, it. Wait, Boyd Lake says, wait, Tanner's married. Andy soaks. Go figure, <laughs> man. Hey, guys. That I, I don't what people do in their own home. That's up to them. Donnie, you're out of your you element. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, who saw the opening show for succession? I did. The Patriot woke up to go down to the bathroom, didn't know where he was, couldn't find it. And well, the carpet had to be cleaned afterwards. Get some, man. Well. That's called living your life. Yeah. That's called living your life. Jeremy Bolton says, as mayor, I officially declare that Tanner Plummer is a good dude. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, Jeff uh, says, I know my personal baseball life as an Angels fan is miserable. It has to be. I agree. Uh, barfing chickens. He was talking about how it says Grizzlies, I think, but I think like lies because Jake is in front of it. What? 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 I understand what you mean, but like... Oh, he means right here. Right, he means... See, what what happened with Oh, him. oh. What, what happened Oh, with okay. It's, it's, it says lies. lies. Got it, got it. Okay. Lies. What you guys notice that we don't. The funny thing is, every day somebody picks something up. That's what... that You know what? Um, That's how I know the design of this wall. And we worked very hard. We did. On the Mrs. Monty and myself, Jake was off with his girlfriend You're alone casual. in a hole, like a cave. They have a cave that they go to, right, right. to separate themselves from He's society. Anyway, uh, we worked very hard on this wall. Right, right, yeah. I love you too. Yeah. Uh, we worked very hard on this design. And we did, to the point where we went through like multiple designers and like different color scheme. Like, I mean, it was a project. Mrs. Monty came up with the color scheme. Um, I would have like, done a, instance. I would have done a black background. Um, she was like, no, we need to do light gray. And I agree with it. I think the light gray I think looks it looks fire. great. Yeah, I, I think love it. But awesome. you guys pick something new off of this wall every day yeah. and, I, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Honest, honest, whoa. Whoa. Honest out. to goodness. I, uh, we really do appreciate your feedback on that. Cody Strickland. I wish I could watch the Jazz game, but I'm going to the Prices Right tonight. Like, are you in Los Angeles in Burbank? You're going to the Prices Right. Is That's that cool. true? Is that true? Uh, Boyd Lake says it says House Lies. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. It does. David Hume says I think the backdrop is awesome. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Uh, Barfing Chicken says X. You mean Jake is now lonely. Like the people in those comment in these comments. Savage. Wow. Are you lonely? No. You're not lonely. No. Because he still has a girlfriend. Uh-huh. So you do, right? Not technically yet. No, yet. Notice he said yet. I'm telling you, you can never go back. Right. Don't go back, man. Right. I'm telling you, you will regret it. Uh-huh. If you go forward, you you again, when I die, I'm going to paradise. Right. Let your relationship die so you can find paradise. Right. Are you going to play the dropper now? Uh, no, I got to find it now. Cody Strickland Sorry. says, no, it's in Salt Lake City tonight. The Price is Right is in Salt Lake City tonight. Salt Lake City tonight. Okay. Okay. Barfing Chicken says, embrace us, Jake. We can be your new girlfriend. Uh, no. Nope. Why? Nope. Can't do that. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Dal Dallas Holker looks like he knew exactly what he was talking about. Dallin Holker. Dallin Holker. When he quit the team. Yeah, maybe. Okay, fine. Fine. We can talk about it. We can talk about BYU. 
Jesus. It's not fun. I have to admit, it's not fun to talk about BYU. It is right not now, fun. Dude. Like, it is to talk not about a fun topic. BYU at Wassa State. Wassa and the Blue Turf. Uh, the Blue Turf. Um, how do I say this other than to say uh, Elisa Tuiaki um, probably shouldn't be meeting with the media? There's a certain shape to every every coverage, every defense, uh, whether it's a pressure or whether it's a. You know, cover two, cover one, cover three quarters. There's a certain shape that uh, that a defense has, and sometimes when you're playing with with uh, guys that don't have as much experience, um, you lose the shape of that a little bit faster than you normally want to or would with if you had experienced guys. And so I think that ended up costing us uh, about too many big runs. Felt like, but uh, yeah, we've got we've got to continue to shore up tackling and just keep shape and keep working. We got to shore up tackling and keep. I feel like he's blaming the players there. Am I wrong you about that? I feel like he, he, he flat out said we're basically we're losing because we have young guys who who essentially are not in the right spot. That's what that means. So we were so he said the young guys, you know, we're losing shape in the defense because we have guys that are young and inexperienced. And that happens faster than you'd like it to when you have young guys on the roster. That's basically what Elisa Tuiaki is saying right there. And what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what their age or experience is. If they're on the football field, they're expected to do a job. And and too often, that job is very simple and very obvious and very straightforward. So you're not solving world hunger here. You're, you're tackling a guy who is carrying a football who weighs 215 pounds. It's you versus him. Who's going to win that battle? Like, Let's uh, not overcomplicate. Honest to goodness, I, I really think you need to move on from from Elisa Tuiaki. I, and I'm going to play this bite again. It's only 30 seconds. But I I really, this smacks to me like he is he is blaming the players. There's a certain shape to every every coverage, every defense, uh, whether it's a pressure or whether it's a, you know, cover two, cover one, cover three quarters. There's a certain shape that uh, that a defense has. And, Sometimes when you're playing with, with uh, guys that don't have as much experience, um, you lose the shape of that a little bit faster than you normally want to or would with if you had experienced guys. And so I think that ended up costing us uh, about too many big runs, felt like. But, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got to continue to shore up tackling and just keep shape and keep working. I, I, I think this is you saying it's they're poorly coached. Because that's what this feels like to me, and it's not personal. Elisa Tuiaki is a good dude. I, I, I have nothing bad to say about him personally. As a coach, I feel like this is scapegoating your players. And you as a coach need to do a better job getting the young players in the right spot. That's what this really comes down to. And if as a coach you can't do that, you're not going to win games. It is not the. It, at some point, it's got to be about the, the coaches holding the players accountable. And if the players continue to be in the wrong spot, don't play the player anymore. It's that simple. Like you have to have accountability. And in college football, accountability is losing reps. Because if you're a big time program like BYU is, you should have depth. And I think that they do. But you can't tell me that that the players are the ones who are constantly losing shape in the defense. We're week, what is this, week eight? Or so, It's November, man. We yeah. can't be talking about guys in the wrong spot it's anymore. spring ball. Yeah. Guys can't continuously be in the wrong spot and have that be on the player. That, that to me, that is a big problem. And I, I think that it's going to be very difficult for BYU to become bowl eligible now. It is going to be very difficult. You have a bye week, thankfully, coming up. But you, it's going to be very difficult for this team to win six games, in my opinion. Yeah, 100% agree.
I, I just agree. I don't know. Uh, Boyd Lake says BYU Sports Nation also keeps saying guys are in position. It's not the scheme. The players are simply not making plays. A month ago, that was the thing. And we'll ask Harris Lachance about it. He's coming up here in about an hour. But when you hear guys are in the wrong spot, Jake, what do you think? What does that make you think? Yeah, I mean, it makes me think that, yeah, you are you are poorly coached on some level. And I also think that you're, you're like, coaching is obviously the, the foundation, right? Like a coach is going to say to a guy, hey, you got to be here. You're like you're looking at film and you're going to say, hey, you were here instead of there and you need to be here. And, you know, obviously they're going to go through that conversation. And so it's like, I don't know. I, I I don't know what the disconnect is. This is the this is the core of the issue at BYU this year. It's like I, like okay, not tackling well is one thing, but then if you're gonna come out and say repeatedly, well, guys just aren't making plays, and then you're gonna come out and say that hey, well these guys are young and that's why they're not making plays. It's like no, dude, like it, they may be young, and being young and not making plays. The way that pans out on a football field most times is like a safety being in the wrong spot. You know, like a guy who's yeah, got yeah. a lot of responsibility who's just in the wrong spot. But we're talking about like A-gap responsibility. We're talking about like asking defensive ends to cover the flat. That's a coaching thing. That like that that's what I'm saying. Like this is a coaching issue and and I just, I, I, if you're too Iaki, I don't know how you save your role at this point. I don't know well, how it's possible. I, I don't know that there is saving his role, but I, at some point, and I kind, I, I, I agree with with Jeremy Bolton. There's going to be a mass exodus of defensive talent on this team in the off season, and I, 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 I that's really unfortunate. It really is because I think up to a certain point you could say, okay, well, the players were in the right spot. They just weren't executing. Yeah. But at what point does that become talent not being well coached? Because when you are Max Tooley, Ben Bywater, when you are Malik Moore, who's been out for a while with this broken hand, you know, when, when you're, you're talented here, Gabe Summers knows how to tackle. But at some point, I, I just don't buy that it's all schematics. I, I don't. I, I really don't. Uh, Kanai says, I agree with you, Jake. They have, uh, they have a job to perform. It's like you showing up and not using your mic. To a certain extent, yeah, yes, like I agree you're, with you're that. You're right in perfect position. I think it's, it's fit, but it's, 50, it's, it's probably 60-40. I think at this point, it's 60% coaching, 40% talent. Because the other question I'd ask is, is the talent using all of their talent? Are the coaches getting the most out of every individual player on this defense. Yeah, I mean, probably not 100%. Probably not. And, 80%? And I think, yeah, I mean, I, th I, I think, yeah. I, I, my thing is, is when I hear someone like Judy Lolly come on the show and say, we have to take better angles. We have to, as players, you know, we got to, you know, we have to execute better. It's hard for me to just believe that it's, it, it's just on the players because better angles, what, what are we not saying there? What's not being said there? Well, where's a great angle created from? Well, it's created from you being in the right spot, right? Like if you're five yards too close to the line of scrimmage and and a back gets behind you, let's say, you're not you're not gonna be able to take a great angle on that. You're gonna have to run that guy down. If you're five yards too deep down the field, right? Like the it becomes more difficult to take a proper angle. So you have to be in the right spots. And, and so it's I don't know, man. It's I just I, 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 I just think it is a low cash, low class look to be like, yeah, these guys are in the wrong spots because they're young and inexperienced. 
great. They're young and inexperienced. It's your job uh. as a coach to bring them along. And and to your point, and we've said this before on the show, this isn't spring ball anymore, man. Like this is week eight, week nine, week ten. Like it, you you should be yeah. contending for a New Year's Six bowl right now, not not just getting bowl eligible. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just think you as a coaching staff, you don't do that to your players. You don't say. Well, they're young, so, you know, that's why we're having issues. You don't say that. Like, you just have to continue to wear it. That's what your job is. Yeah, it's tough, dude. I mean, it is, yeah. Yeah, Boyd Lake's not wrong. It's an institutional mantra now. It's a problem of Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. Well. Yeah, I mean, you can only blame the players for so long. And Morris' talent on the D-line is not there. Um, nothing will make your players turn against you faster than throwing them under the bus, M.Y. Monty fan says. As a coach, you don't do that. You just sit them on the bench in favor of those who will get the job done. I agree with that. Yeah. Jaron Patterson says, one of the reasons I liked Bronco, at least in defense, he could squeeze all the effort and talent out of an average player. The players he got would never win him tons of games, but enough. Yeah, I listen, I think... That's a real question at BYU now. What what is are you ever going to reach your top side, your upside, your your highest potential if you come to BYU? I think that's a question and that's a really nasty gnarly question to ask. I think as a quarterback you can. I think I think as a defensive player that's where the struggle is. Much like at Utah where the defense is the route to the NFL essentially or running backs, they put some backs in the league too like as a quarterback at Utah, it's not guaranteed you're getting to the league. Like it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like I think each each program, or excuse me, program, uh, has their given positions that they regularly put guys in the league. And yeah, some SEC programs put guys in the league at every position. We see it all the time. But I just think BYU has a track record of putting quarterbacks in the league all the way back to in the modern day. Like you know, obviously Taysom Hill, and there's obviously been other guys. But I I, I just I don't know, man. I, I look at the program and I just kind of want Kalani to like grip the program in a, in a sense and just say like, okay, we're putting an end to the, to the nonsense. We're putting an end to the drama or the gray area um, in the program. Like this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to finish this season strong. Like I, I'm kind of waiting for that Kalani moment to happen. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I am a believer in Kalani Sataki. I am. I, I think maybe you have to force him to use tough love. I don't know. I it, it just is me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Blake Lennox says, uh, big love to you guys from Australia. Go Jazz. Well, thank Appreciate you that, for Blake. joining the show. Uh, Zayman says, the only reason they don't have experience is you keep subbing them out of games. Well... Don't even get me started with that. Barfing Chicken says, uh, the weird thing is how Tuiaki game planned around who was in the lineup instead of who they were playing for some reason, which doesn't work on defense. I I don't know how true that is. I, I, and I You say that, and I hadn't thought about it that way, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, he, He's just frustrating. Tuiaki is frustrating. Those answers about third down and... It's, it's frustrating. I, I just don't feel like kids right now on that defensive side of the ball, players, they're not kids anymore, but players on the defensive side of the ball, are, are there's a disconnect. It's either they're not good enough or they're not getting coached enough, which comes back to the coaching. Because if you're not good enough to play major college football, should you be at BYU? Are they recruiting well enough? Are they recruiting enough of the right guy? 
See, I think the players are good enough. Well, I, I think, think, you know, the belief, too, I also think is a huge issue now. Well, you know, like, even if you are good enough, right? Like, you know, if you don't believe, now you've got even bigger problems. Yeah, that's a huge problem if yeah. you don't believe. Uh, BYU and College Football on the Monty Show presented by Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. Uh, again, don't take our word for it. Go to their website, interact with them on their website. They're really good guys to do business with from Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and uh, in Murray, Salt Lake City. They're all just really knowledgeable, good dudes. Most of those stores have full butcher shops uh, in them as well, so you can get your meat and you can get help cutting that meat the way you want it cut. Uh, they have all the best equipment. Uh, from I'm a Traeger guy, to be honest with you. I think we've talked about that a lot on the show when it comes to Thanks. smokers and grills. I'm a Traeger guy. Traeger pellet grills are absolutely the best in the business, in my yes. opinion. Uh, but you can't go wrong with Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg. No matter the equipment you want, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you. Go to bbqpitstop.com. And the cool thing about their website is they have that little chat feature that you can use to ask questions. You can say, Hey, I'm um, making a brisket. Do I need to wrap it? Do I really have to put it in towels and put it in a, a cooler? How long does it need to rest before I do that? Answer all those questions. They got it. Hey, what's the best, what's the best pellet to make bacon? What's the best pellet to make chops or steaks? Like they'll hook it up for you because they have all the knowledge. They know darn well how to use those smokers, how to set them up. They can help you build them. They can help you stock them. All of your rubs, seasoning, sauces, anything you need that has to do with a grill, Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and Murray has the answer for you. And by the way, who's going to be the brave guy that's going to admit you're going to smoke your turkey this year? <laughs> because I feel like deep frying has kind of been a fad that's gone now. It's just caveman. Why? 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 Why go to the trouble of deep frying a turkey? Are you an oven cooker of turkey? Well, you've never had well, to cook a, a kid, turkey. Well, as a kid, I mean, as a kid, yeah. And I think, you know, most people oven cook it. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, it tastes phenomenal. Mm. But I think I think you put you put a turkey on a smoker. And the cool thing, speaking of accessories, not to go too far off the trail here, but they make a rotisserie accessory for Traegers where you can put your turkey or if you want to do a whole chicken or whatever it may be, on the rotisserie post, I guess, if you want to call that the steak that turns and it'll, it'll spin while it smokes. It's super cool and a hundred percent worth your time. And I think that's my favorite part is the why behind it. Like you were talking about, Hey, you know, when do I need to put it in, in, when do I need to put my brisket in a wrap in the cooler? Well, this is when, but then why do I need to do that? Why does that even matter? Yes. Like, like, like we, we've done briskets. We did our first brisket after we talked to them about how to do it. And it came out great. Yeah, I think you, you absolutely have to. Uh, I think you absolutely have to. Do, what, okay, am I just not explaining this correctly? So many, like Jim is saying that he was at Maverick Center. Okay, all you have to do, pull up to the front door at Maverick Center where the stairs go up and there's a big hockey statue. You cannot miss it. Yeah. It is right in front of the arena. Yeah. Walk up the stairs and on the far right side, there's all these doors in front of the building. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's up? Oh, the Buffalo Bills fan is here. Big, yes. I think that's, isn't that Big Daddy Magic? I think it is. Yes. I think that is Big Daddy Magic. Uh, but all you have to do is walk <laughs> up the front stairs, come all the way to the right, and the door is on the right. Yeah. And Mrs. Monty will be there. She's got the lotto tickets for you. Powerball's yeah. $1.2 billion. Um, so you'll be able to get your Powerball ticket. You'll be able to uh, come in and look at the studio if you like. 
Uh, we have a big glass front so you can see right through it. Big Daddy Magic just got his yes. lotto ticket. Yes. Can you imagine? What's his name going to be if he wins Powerball? Big Daddy Money. Yeah. Big Daddy Stacks, I think, could be the, <laughs> the proper nomenclature there. But, yeah, a lot of people are asking. Just pull up in front. I know it's dark out. I get it. Mrs. Monty's here. We're ready to wet you in. You just pull the ticket out. It's all good. Right here, we've got Powerball tickets for you. But uh, a lot of people talking about smoking. Josh Lovren says, we smoke a turkey and a duck hot wings for the last four years Let's now. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Josh says, uh, does barbecue pit stop sell mass, uh, meat th meter thermometer? Hello? Meter? Um, meat thermometers? Yes, they do. I can't yes, say with 100% confidence they have the exact one you want, but I know that they have a, uh, I know for a fact that they have a really good selection of different thermometers. And they even, we got one from them that um, will even, you can even set it to the, uh, the type of food you're cooking. So like if you're doing fish or you're doing beef or chicken or, I think he even has one for pork as well. So it's really, they have a great selection. Well, and by the way, the Traeger also has Wi-Fi technology. Yeah. So you can use the Traeger thermometer, put it in the bird, and it'll tell you what the temp of the bird and the grill is. Super so, cool. Which is amazing. M. Alvarez says, uh, I have smoked my turkey for the last three years. Let's go. You stud. Way to go. Giggity says, uh, smoked turkey is easily the best. I like it. Uh, Shan... Shayna Barbie, Borby, Shayna Borby. If Utah want full tank, the next six man Clarkson should not be in the rooster. Welcome La to La Jordan. Welcome to LA Jordan. I think, I think that's a La like, Jordan. I think, no, I think that's a Lakers reference. No, it's not. It's La Jordan. He's the Jordan. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't that be Lee Jordan? Sure. I'd, I, Jordan Clarkson on LA makes them a better team. Uh, turkey is one meat I have never liked smoked, Kurt Meyer says. Interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Monty liked the movie in Indecent Proposal. If someone won the billion lotto and offered $200 million for one day with Mrs. Monty, how fast would you say yes or no? Wow. Uh, I would say no, but Mrs. Monty would probably say yes. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just, a, that? that's just, you know. I mean, she's, she walks in here every day and says a C word. What do you want from me? <laughs> You know, I'm people kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Big Daddy Magic in the house. Yes, he was. Yes. Yes, he was. He also says, I think my grandma on the Lakers team makes them a better team. That's, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Cody Strickland says, I can't get a ticket due to work, but I will get one on Thursday. Hopefully, it don't hit. I would rather do the 30-year payout myself. If I die before, you can have it and transfer it to my wife or kids. Okay. I think it, it, as far as the Powerball goes, and again, tonight is the drawing, and I have tickets for you. Um, and I think we're about halfway through the tickets we had or something like that. Yeah. Um, $1.2 billion, cash value is $567 million. If you want to take that full cash value at five sixty seven, I believe you can make it more than $1.2 billion. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And so, that's why that's the way to go. Yeah, give me... The five hundred sixty-seven million, and you know, at the end of the day, what is that? Three hundred four million dollars after taxes. I still maintain that I can make that eight hundred million dollars. No, I thought I thought it was five sixty after taxes. Oh, is it really? I, I, I think wrong. I think it's it's five sixty after federal and state. Yeah, I, if that's the case, I would love that. Yeah, I would love that because that would be uh, freaking amazing. All right, do we uh, seven thirty-eight? Would you trade Jordan Clarkson to the Lakers? 
Depends what I get. I mean, if I get those two first round picks, yeah, probably. How do you not? Yeah, probably. Um, What is the answer? What is the question? I don't know what the question even is. If I'm getting a first round pick, I'm trading Jordan Clarkson. Mm -hmm. But who is worth a first round pick on this roster? Is Malik Beasley a first round pick? Mm, Borderline. Depends on the team and the situation. I mean, you got a one for Royce O'Neal. Yeah. Royce Malik Beasley's a, he has been, but he's a 40% three point shooter, Malik Beasley. Yeah. I mean, and he's played pretty tenacious defense. That, I think, has been the one big difference. This team has played tenacious defense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's that they believe in what the, the scheme is and what the what they have to do to win a ball game. I mean, it, it's clear that that you don't have a lot of ego on this team. And that and that's why you see the kind of basketball you see. That's why you see the ball movement. That's why you see, you know, the the team rebounding. Like you see a lot of those those team style basketball because they believe in what they're doing. And, th- and that's why I think it is it, it's it's frustrating on one hand that Don couldn't be here for this group. On the other hand, I think that if Don was here, expectations would be sky high. And I think that people wouldn't appreciate what this team is doing right now. And that, so it's like that trade-off, you know? Salty drunk is salty this morning. He says Luca's dropping 50 on the Jazz tonight. Uh-huh. What do you think of that? No, I don't think he's dropping 50 on the Jazz. I think that, I think Luca will, you know, he'll probably have 30, 35. I mean, that's pr- pretty much what he puts up on a nightly basis. But again, you're not, like, I, I think people think Luca is just, you know, this guy who's better than everyone i i think luca is great in one-on-one matchups luca is not a guy that is great in a transition game he can pass it sure he can outlet pass really well but i think for the jazz the, a work hard team against luca is a recipe for success for sure yeah i would agree i would agree with that uh caleb says team defense making a big difference uh jane on okay says i think they trade Lori marketing because he is trash Lori, Lori Marketing's trash. Okay. Tom Basile says Ross move looked like Jake driving through a national park. Well, you know, w- Ross move. I, I don't know what that means, but you know, driving through a national park is always a good time. Well, I know? mean, you have no love for national park. <laughs> yeah. Do you obey the speed limit ever? Well, I didn't not. know there was. Um, You're a douche. I, Okay. Lori, you people. Um, why? What do you mean? I'm stuck on uh, the Lori market in his trash comment. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, guys, guys, guys. I was hoping to make it up to get a ticket, but work has taken me another way. I sure hey hope that one of the Monty tribe takes home the money today. Oh, Kurt, hey I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Sorry, buddy. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, we have $1.2 billion Powerball tickets. You can come by the studio here at Maverick Center, pick one up for free. Yeah. Cost you nothing. Just come by and say, hey, I want a, a Powerball ticket. Mrs. Monty will hand you one. Just drive in. You'll see the hockey statue in the stairs. Walk up the stairs. Top right side, there's a glass door. Big Big Daddy Magic was here, so now he's going to... It's gonna, not hard to find. He could... Are you saying that if he can find it, anyone can find it? No, I'm just saying, generally speaking, this is not a hard spot to find. We're in a, and I a thought stadium. Big Daddy Magic wanted a picture, but he didn't... Well, we're doing the show, man. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Oh, and he turned the the security guard oh, turned well, the lights on the by the door. That's lit. Yeah, the door is okay, lit. Mrs. Monty's there, so the door is lit. See, that's clutch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Court uh, McMullen says can't make it out there until a little after nine. Hold a ticket for me. Court says, 
And are we reserving tickets? I don't know. I feel like court may. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, 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 you can show up a little after nine. I don't, I don't think we can hold tickets. I, yeah, I'm not trying to hate on you. First bud, come, but, first serve. But yeah. yeah, show up after nine. We'll at least get to say hello to you. I have one question. Do you think the Jazz will beat the Mavs at home today? In Dallas, I do not think so. That game is in Dallas. Uh, and I do not think that uh, that's going to be a tough win. I, I mean, actually think that the Jazz will win this game. The reason I think they win this game is because the the Mavericks are a play-slow team. They like to play the half court. They like to just kind of mull it up and down the floor. And, and obviously, they've got good three-point shooting. They've got some athleticism on that roster. But I, I think about the games that Luka typically struggles in, and that's usually high, like, fast-paced games against teams who get up and down. That's usually the issue. So that's why I think the Jazz got a shot. Yeah, the thing that worries me about that is Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing his air off, and he will until he gets hurt. I mean, seriously, he will until he gets hurt. I, yeah. I, I think once when Tim Hardaway Jr. is healthy, they're very difficult to beat. Totally. Uh, Barfing Chicken says Luca equals an NBA god. I don't okay. know about all that. Salty Drunk says just 35, but if Don drops 30, he's a stud, right? Okay, he's being salty. He's yeah, being Sam salty. Brand, that's fine. Which is, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Neville says, how long you guys going to be there? Until nine. You can get yeah, tickets until, until nine. nine. Yeah. Uh, Cody Strickland says, no, Luca is going to drop 38, and his mom's going to drop 50 on the Jazz. His mom is He's still just hot. a hack. They showed his mom the other day, and she is still fine as red wine. <laughs> My guy. Uh, you know. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, you can buy tickets online, too. You can? I didn't know that. Yeah, I you can't buy you can't play the I don't think in Utah you can. You can't play the the Powerball in Utah at all. That's why we give away free tickets. Uh NY Monty fan says I hate Luca Ball. Pure garbage. Man can put the ball in the hoop. Um but his game is so detrimental to the pure game. Basketball gods will never award Luca a ring. Well, he's good though. He is good. Big Daddy Magic says I want a picture on the for the Wall of Fame. Yeah. We'll hook it up. Jeremy Bolton says, mail me a ticket. Nah, can't do it. NY Monty fan says, where is the beard today? And I'm not talking about James Harden. Okay, I don't understand. Where's the beard today? What is, who's the oh, beard? Oh, uh, Teddy Wayman. Oh, our guy Teddy with Teddy, the, oh, the, the, beard. the red funnel. Yeah, of, I don't know what Teddy's The probably, red funnel of dude, greatness. Teddy's probably off building some amazing house or something. I mean, that's what those guys do. Okay. Nope, you know. Someone oh, else just showed it's up. raining now, Mrs. Monty said. I told you there's weather today. I mean, it is what there it is, is weather yeah, today. So uh, Greg like, Hawkins says, do? sup, y'all. What's up? Salty what's up, Drunk Greg? says, there. these, uh, what's up? Uh, these freeloaders picking up tickets could throw a tip to the show, the friggin' tight asses. Wow. Salty being salty. Good to see you guys. Appreciate yes, yes, more yes. guys coming by the studio. Greg Hawkins, nice of you to show up. You don't come here every two years and have those type of comments. <laughs> Damn. Greg, Greg Hawkins is a regular. Damn. I love my guy, Greg. <laughs> We were supposed to go to a Ute game, but, you know, the whole hockey thing derailed that. Yeah. It's life. Man, I wish I had gone to that USC game. What a game. Man. What a game. I really wanted to go to that game. NY Monty fan says, my stream just got interrupted for political ads. Now I'm pissed. That, hey, that we have nothing to do with us. That's not us, man. Uh, no one interrupts the Monty show. That's right. Yeah, come on, casuals. Hey, Court McMullen says, uh, Luca or Zachy Poo's mom? See, here's the casual. Lisa Wilson is kind, she's kind of that crazy lady. 
Yes, yes, yes. Right. So don't you assume that? Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. I mean, you do. Yeah, of course you do. But Luca's yeah. mom is. I mean, she's. All due respect. I mean, you gotta go with Zachy's mom, dude. Come on. You do? I think so. I mean, let me. Okay, let me refresh my memory here. Wow. I don't know about that. I don't. Know. I think it's Luca's mom. Uh, Carlin Lefebvre says, I'm taking Zach's mom all day. Uh, Tom Basili says, go Utes. Utah beating USC is the game of the year for sure. Boyd Lake says, is Lisa Wilson Giselle cray cray? She is kind of cray cray. I mean, Luca's mom is pretty hot. I know. I've seen her in person multiple times and she is, my God, that woman is attractive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it is. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Dad is hanging uh, in there. Thanks for asking, Kurt. Oh, good. Greg, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, let's see. Giggity says, hell no, Jake. Luca's mom all day. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, what the, I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Lisa Wilson's not attractive. All due respect. But she's kind of got that crazy to her. <laughs> like, I, I, Luca's mom has that class. <laughs> yeah. And the style. Elegance. Elegance. You know, Elegance. so shout out to everybody who just came by and got lottery tickets. Mrs. Monty's handing out Powerball tickets. That's right. T. So we appreciate that. Yeah, I love it. Come you on know. by. Let's go. And now it's raining. Yeah, we, we were saying it's raining now. That's a bummer. Jacob DeLambo says, uh, Luca's mom, you take out, take out to wine and dine. Zach's mom, you go to pound town. Well, wow. Well, wow. I mean, dude's not wrong. Wow. I mean, is he wrong? Like, I mean, you know, like, well, how else are you supposed to say that? What are you supposed to say? You, you know. Yeah. Just so you can go to pound you know, town. Uh, your neighborhood, your neighborhood says, I thought you guys were really good YouTubers. Didn't realize you had your own talk show. We do. Yeah, that, dude. We YouTube and, you know, stuff. Yeah. Uh, Lou Memorabilia says, careful, Monty. Your wife uh, closes the show every day. It, you know. You know. Uh, Big Daddy Magic says, crazy over class. Do you Really? Bro, I, I don't know about all that. I guess it depends on what your end goal is. Yeah. You know, you know. Uh, Rain, Rain says, uh, who wins tomorrow Utah Jazz against the Maverick? Well, it's tonight. I don't know. Where do you come down on that? Like Jazz, Jazz Mavericks? I like, like the, I, I like the, the, the concept of, of the, the hustle game wearing out Luka. Like, I think we've seen Luka is susceptible to getting frustrated and and you know like getting frustrated and just off his game like that like luca's notorious for when you play him physical like you can take him off his games so yes that's what I'm i agree saying. with like, that you know you, you you think about like if you put i'm trying to think who they put on him i mean obviously you're going to rotate guys but i think vanderbilt probably has that assignment i would think um you know, but if Vanderbilt plays physical and disciplined defense, like I think you can win this game. I, I, I do like, and I, and I, and I, it's kind of surprising to be able to say that about this team after the expectations to start the season, but I do think they can win this game tonight. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I think they can. I don't think they will. I think ultimately, I think Dallas is actually playing decent basketball right now. I've watched a little bit of some of their games. It's really hard for me to watch Luka play. I cannot stand him. It's frustrating. I am not a Luka guy. The whining, the complaining, the diving. The, yeah. I just can't stand the guy at all. Uh, Jordan uh, Pablito Third says, Beto's, B space E-H space T-O. S-E. Beto's. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, you guys are all crazy. You need to post a picture of Lisa Milfson and Luca's mom on the screen side by side. 
I, okay, okay. Let me see. You know. uh, this is I, okay. Attractiveness wise, this really isn't that close. It it's is not, Luca's mom. Like, it's I mean, Luca's mom all day. Like she is fine. You know what I mean? But like, like I think to the people saying that, like the craziness level of of Zach Milson's mom has a certain appeal to it. Like you're not wrong there. You know, you're not wrong. How crazy is she though? Like, I mean, she's she's out there. She's definitely out there. I think the fact that. You know, the fact that she's unwilling to talk about the fact that Zach, you know, as the commenter said, went to pound town with one of her best friends is, you know. Well, what's the upside for her on that? I mean, I don't know. What do we have here? Oh, someone brought us monsters. Let's go. Let's crack them open. Oh, my God. You should see the screen grab I've got. Yeah, let's go. Who brought the... Robin. Robin. Look, Thank you, you Robin. Yeah, Robin. Robin brought us monsters. Hell wow, yeah. and the white monster. The white monster. The Let's white go. monster. Let's go. Nailed it. Let's go. Way to go. Okay, so I'm going to be, this is, I should not do this. I just want people to understand this is a terrible, this is funny. Should I use this as the Lisa Wilson screenshot? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I will use this as the, because I've tried to get her on the show. Oh, for months. For and she just won't, she yeah. won't do it. No. And refuses. I've never really understood it. I think that, I think that for, 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 uh, Lisa, she doesn't want to come on any shows. I, I think that she doesn't want to talk about the whole thing. Like her, like the whole son thing. You the mean? whole son thing. I think, you know, just like, just in general, I think that she's just not a big fan of, of like sharing her life that way. I think she is the self-important you know, it's got to be on social media type deal. There you go. You know, like that. So, like, she's not a bad looking lady. No, you know? she's not a bad looking lady but at you know, all. You know what Zach did. You knew that Zach went deep. You knew he threw it down okay, the field. Wow. You knew he hit the seam route, right? Like, you knew he did that. So, like, you know what he did. Yeah, you know what he did. So, that's right, T. You know, like, I, like, you know, like, he like, went like, he didn't deep. put his mom in a great position. You know what I mean? Like, now she's got to deal with the fact that. You know he. You know went, she went. Yeah. He went deep. He went hard in the paint with one of her friends. Like what? Like you know. I mean, she's not unattractive. It. it that's not the thing. I just. I don't know. There's a. How about that? Okay, Is that, that a one, better that one? one's worse. That one's worse. Yeah. So this one's better. Yeah, that one's that one does than that better, one. Yeah. She's not ugly. She's an. She's an attractive lady. Like it's fine. I don't know. I, I, like I, I, and now I have to find a picture of Luca's mom. Yeah. So that we can be. Bear so, with us. Bear with us here. So that we can be, you know, we can be forthright. We can be fair and, and honest. Yeah. You know. Bear with um, us. But I think Tim Hardaway is. I think Tim Hardaway is playing too well for them to beat. Yeah, I mean, as far so as far as the game is concerned, yeah, Tim Hardaway's playing well. Luca's obviously going to get his. But, like, it's the same concept as the Grizzlies game. Like, I think we can all agree the Grizzlies are a much faster team than than the Mavs. Like, the, the, the Grizzlies get up and down, and Ja Morant is a real problem. And you beat them. You handled them. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I have confidence that, that, you know, you can hang with the Mavericks. The only thing that I think the Mavericks can do to beat you is shot making. That's it. Like, I think because of Tim Hardaway... And what he what he can do from three that could cause potential issues. But this is also the same team that went full on brick city. Uh, another person has showed up, by the way, uh, that went full on brick city in the playoffs against the Jazz. You know, like that's like so we know them to be that team. 
And I feel like, see, looking at this picture of Luca's mom, I feel like she's way out. She's outclassed. Yeah, she has elegance. I'm telling you, elegance is the word to describe her. Yeah, I agree. There's that. that's Luca's mom. Look at the right elegance. There. Like she is a beautiful woman. Like she got her good, stuff together. We're good. By the way, that was Greg Hale who just came by to get oh, his let's free go, Powerball ticket. Let's What's go, up, Greg? Greg Hale? Good to see you. I don't know if I'm comparing these two. Yeah. You gotta go Luca's mom, dude. Like it just is what it is. I don't even think it's close. Yes, yes, yes. I don't even think so. I'm not the crazy guy. I'm not. Uh just looked it up. 471 million cash out versus 674 million over 30 years. This is after Idaho federal taxes are taken out. Maybe 203 million might not be worth the wait. Oh, it's worth the wait. Uh Barfing Chicken sends us a two dollar tip. Thank you. Giselle or Zaki Poo's mom's best friend. Well, Ooh. I mean, if Zach Milfson's on it, she's probably... And look, Lisa Wilson's got good-looking friends. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, the only thing that you have to remember is that when you're, when you're with her friends, yeah. you, I mean, you can never forget football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. Well done. On the Monty Show. Uh, let's talk about the uh, college football playoff rankings on the show. Uh, because I'm actually... <clears throat> I'm trying not to be a bitter pill on this one. Tennessee is clearly the best team in the country, in my opinion. Right. When you look at Tennessee's schedule in the college football playoff ranking, top five, Tennessee one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Michigan five. Are those the five best teams in the country? Not close. Tennessee, without question, I mean, you, you beat Kentucky, Alabama, LSU, Florida, like, you've run the table against some pretty good teams, right? Who they got next, though? Well, Tennessee's got Georgia. Yeah. Joe. So we're going to see. We're going to find out. Yeah, F around and find out. At Georgia. Yeah. Uh, that's 1.30 on Saturday. That's going to be a great game. But look at Ohio State. Does Ohio State belong in the conversation as one of the five best teams in the country? Notre Dame, not a good win. Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, Iowa, and Penn State. I just don't buy that as legitimate, really good wins. Do you buy that as do you do you uh, do you buy that as good wins? Is that one of the five best teams uh, in the country? I mean, the, the tough part is like I do think Ohio State is a top five team. The problem is because they're in the Big Ten, they're never going to have the ability to lean on their schedules. So it's like. You have to kind of look at like, okay, how badly did they beat Rutgers? How badly did yep. they beat them? Or, you know, so like that's the challenge with them. But I feel like they deserve to be in the conversation. Like Ryan Day has always run a really quality program, and I think they've always got talent. But the problem is when you look at these other teams, the team I have an issue with is like Michigan or even Clemson. Like Clemson hasn't <laughs> played anybody. Georgia Tech, Furman, La Tech, Wake Forest, NC State. Boston College, Florida State, Syracuse. Like, come on, dude. Like, so, like, the scheduling thing, this, this also needs to be said. So, when you play a week schedule, with Ohio State, I can kind of overlook it because I feel like the Big Ten, top to bottom, talent-wise, caliber of team-wise, is better top to bottom than the ACC. So, when I look at Clemson, I'm like, all right, cool. You played Wake Forest. Neat. Like, Wake Forest and that caliber of team doesn't get it done for me the way, you know, some of these Big Ten teams operate. Michigan, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State. 
That's I mean, not I, a great I, schedule. They not. have one game on their schedule. It's at the end of the year. It's Ohio State. But, like, to me, that's better than what Clemson has to offer. Okay, so does a Michigan team that loses in the final week of the season and is a one-loss team get in over Alabama? Gets, get their, gets their ass beat in a tunnel but fight. Does you know. Michigan, but does Michigan get in over a one-loss Alabama? No. I don't see any way that Michigan gets in. I don't think you can do that. Because I look at Alabama, and Alabama is sixth in the in the country in the college football playoff ranking. And they're you, one loss still, right? You yes. You okay. Utah State, Texas, UL Monroe, Vandy, Arkansas, Texas AM, they lost to Tennessee in that fifty two forty nine shootout. Yeah. And then Mississippi State. Alabama needs Tennessee to lose to Georgia. Something fierce. They need that to happen to get I think in. I think if you're Georgia, you can absorb the loss far better than Tennessee can. Because Georgia's third if Georgia loses that game, I mean, if you look who at is, Georgia's who schedule. Played? Yeah, who have they played? Georgia's played Oregon, which now looks like a fantastic Man, that was win. An ass kicking. Samford, not Stanford, Sam Ford. Right, yeah. South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vandy, Florida. Yeah, see, I can make it. Man, that, that's a must watch game. Damn. That is Georgia, a must watch game. I mean, they, they both need the victory, and I think the, the odd part is, is Nick Saban. For Alabama, obviously, is never really in a position where he needs help. So, yeah, you need you need if you're Nick Saban, you're a big Georgia fan in that game. I think. Eric and Raleigh says Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan, Alabama. Okay. See, but like right there, I'd be fine with that being the college football playoff. Right there. I think Tennessee is the best team in the country, and I think yeah. they deserve to be number one. So I disagree with that. But, I disagree okay, with that. Okay, I'm, I more meant just the, those four teams. Whatever the order, totally get it. But those four teams, I'd be fine with. Okay. All right. Yeah, those four teams, that's fine. Uh, football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Hog Heaven starting November 7th at your local Papa Murphy's. Uh, cannot wait for those. Uh, use the promo code MATI25 when you order your pizza. By the way, if you if you hit us with a Twitter or Instagram of your uh, favorite uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Maybe we'll hook you up with that Papa Murphy's go, Pizza. Go to a Papa Murphy's. Use the promo code. Get your pie off the rack, right? Because obviously you're going to order ahead. They're going to have it on the rack when you walk in. And then take take a selfie with it. Show us what you got. We want to see the pizza, right? And by the way, did you pick up the cookie dough or did you go with the s'mores? Yeah, what's up, Greg Hale? Stop by the studio this morning. Appreciate you. 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, if you've been in Iraq, I can only say it so many times. I have known Matt Triggs and the folks at the Advocates for over a decade. Yeah. Um, and I think you know that we only work with the people that we believe in. We work, all of our sponsors are people that we know, uh, local business owners. We really try to be local, whether it's Papa Murphy's or Quick Quack Car Washes. Those are all locally owned entrepreneurs um, building the lives that they believe in, right? So I would always tell you, hey, Let's make sure that you do that, and you do that with the advocates. UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. 
You get there, utahadvocates.com. You chat with them online for free. They have a chat function there. You can be anonymous. You can do whatever you need. The best part about the advocates is they're so confident in their ability to represent you and help you and get your life back on track that they do not ask you for retainers, no consultation fees. In fact, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. And when I say every day on this show, if you're asking yourself the question, do I need an attorney? Yeah. You already know the answer to the question. Yes, you do. If you're asking, man, do I need a lawyer? Mm, yeah, you do. If you're like, do I smell? Yeah, you do. <laughs> do you need a lawyer? Yeah, you do. Utahadvocates.com for the best injury attorneys in the business. Let's uh, kick off the eight o'clock hour talking Utah Jazz basketball on the show presented by TridayTrading.com. Should the Jazz trade Jordan Clarkson? And I know that this is a question that a lot of Jazz fans don't want the truth about because I think Jordan Clarkson is that last best, most popular Utah Jazz man left after the Don and Rudy trades. But painfully, the answer is, yeah, you probably should trade Jordan Clarkson because truth be told, where are you as an NBA team right now? Are you a, a, an NBA championship contender? Let's be honest, you're not, right? Are you a playoff team? Potentially, right? I think you're one of those fringe playoff teams in the West. At that point, you're building for the future, right? We already know, I think we all pretty much agree this team is not tanking. If you're the Utah Jazz, Jake, what is the upside to hanging on to Jordan Clarkson? I don't know that there's a huge upside. I think that you can, one of the one of the lone cases that you can make for keeping him is that, you know, he's been here through the Don and Rudy era. He is still here and he can be here when you build your championship team. That I think is the the best, you know, argument for keeping Jordan Clarkson because he is a guy that you that like his ideal role in my opinion is that six man guy and I don't think based on what we've seen now under Will Hardy, I don't think, you know, Jordan Clarkson has to be pigeonholed into this role where he's only a scorer. Like I think Jordan Clarkson can be a facilitator with your second unit or he can be a guy that you that you bring off the bench as a six man and plug into your starting five group if you need to give a guy a rest or whatever the case may be so to me that would be the case to keep Jordan Clarkson that's the case to keep him but I agree the guy's value right now is is high right like people can see okay like we're the Celtics or the Nets or the Lakers or whoever we can see easily trading for this guy, plugging him in as our sixth man, and now we've just got another 20 points a night. Like, that's his value. And I think, yes. you yeah, know, I when, agree with that. When you look at, hey, could we get a first round pick? And then maybe could we get um, at least another bench contributor, if not a starter? If you could get a player and a pick for JC, then I think you have to do that. And, and I do struggle with letting him go for just a first-rounder, but I do think you have to humor that conversation depending on the team and the situation. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, Brett Burnett says, what floor or level are you on, Monty? Well, I'm at the highest level. I'm on like the seventh tier of All greatness. the way up, right? <clears throat> you know, another one. Uh, we are giving away uh, Powerball tickets at Maverick Center this morning. All you have to do is drive up to the front of Maverick Center where the stairs are. There's a hockey statue. Walk right up to the top of the stairs. Go all the way to the right. Mrs. Monty is operating the door and she's giving away uh, Powerball tickets. That's all you have to do. Walk through the door. Give us a wave. You know, hey, we're happy to see you guys. You yeah. support our show. We love having you guys here. 
Take a Powerball ticket and go about your merry way of being a multimillionaire, friends. That's yeah. all you have to Take do. Take a selfie with the studio, you know? Yep. Brett Burnett says, uh, go Jazz. Uh, Zayman says, the Monty Show making everyone guilty of uh, coveting thy neighbor's wife. Whoops. But damn, that pizza looked good. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. Exactly right. November 7th, exactly they're rolling right. that thing out. Let's go. Hey, yo. <laughs> thank you for stopping by. Appreciate Let's you, go. man. Um, Court McMullen says, the Jazz. Tom Basilius says, trade him. Caleb Harrison I need a jersey, but I don't know which one to get. I think Vanderbilt or Lori is a lock. Okay. Okay, well, you got to start with the color. Caleb, let's be honest. You rock that yellow, my man. I was going to say, come on. My man. Yeah. We got to go yellow. But if you're dead set on a player, are you dead set on a player? No. See, like Caleb's nickname is Deuce. Yeah. You got to get the yellow Jazz Deuce jersey. Wasn't Joe Ingles rocking number two when he was here? He do was. I, do I remember that correctly? He was, yes. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I don't think there's a guy wearing number two right now. I Colin Sexton. Is he wearing number two? I'm pretty sure he's wearing number two. Well, then maybe you go with Sexton if he is wearing number two. I, I don't know. I think, okay, let me let me propose this question. Is it uncouth to go with blank? Just no player. Is it uncouth to get a jersey that Put your that has, name on it. Yeah, or, or like your name or a blank or like whatever. Like, is that not... Is that not how Is how it you go? uncouth to get a new jazz jersey with Mitchell 45 on the back? Is it uncouth to get a yellow jersey, a yellow jazz jersey, and then the name on the back says purple is back? Is that uncouth? <sighs> wow. 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 That would be gangster. Brett Burnett. Brett Burnett says uh, only make trades the Ainge way where you fleece the other team. Well, he's been well, pretty good about that. Brent also suggests you get a V8 jersey. Is V8 a good name for Vando? Mm, yeah. I, Man, just, I just like Vando. Vando's cool. Vando's yeah, I like, think you got to go slick. Vando, yeah. Deuce. I think on the back of your jersey, it's got to be Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, Caleb says Clarkson should have been a closer in a lot of games last year, and now he has the opportunity. He does. Yeah, but, but again, absolutely to does. that point, though, my biggest thing right now with Jordan Clarkson is his shot selection is poor when it comes to game-winning shots. He settles for the sidestep fadeaway into the fifth row of the stands three. Like, you can get to the basket. You oh. were down one. Like, go to the basket. That was BB who was just here. Oh, what's up, BB? BB uh, is his nickname. Bill is his first name. And then he said, just stop by. Hope I win a billion. And we hope Let's you win go. a billion too, dude. Let's go. Um, if you win a billion, are you going to tank the Jazz? <laughs> right? Would you try? <laughs> if you, oh, man. Don't even get me started. Uh, Brett Burnett says Vando V8. I like that one. Bro, if you win a billion, would you would you become a minority in, uh, investor in the Jazz? Would you try? I think I'd try to buy a team like the Grizzlies. Yeah. I'd try to do like the Wrexham thing. Yeah, totally. I would buy a lower tier team that a should be doing team. better. Yeah, totally. And try to like build it up to a championship level team. Yeah. I would absolutely totally. do that. No doubt. Jeremy Bolton says, hey, Caleb, I have this trashy overrated number six Bulls jersey gathering dust on my bathroom floor. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> to which Caleb laughed. That's not nice. <laughs> Talking with Raphael podcast. On the new skin radio network. I will buy the yellow jersey if they win the championship. Well. Okay. Guess you won't have to buy it anytime soon. NY Monty fan says, haha, Jeremy Bolton, are there are there brown markings on it as well? Savage. Easy. Savage. Easy. Clarkson deserves a, a Wolves type offer. Brett Burnett says, no. Come nah. on. Come on. 
And my Monty fan says, I love Caruso, by the way. Darn right. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, I'm waiting till after trade deadline to buy a jersey. Smart. Smart, smart man. See, smart. that's smart. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Vando V8. Jeremy says, "My Monty fan, I'm finding you. I'm finding you for that last comment. Exactly. Also, could you imagine if Royce O'Neal turns into a lottery pick? But how does he turn into a lottery pick, though? And I don't know, like, why we're obsessed with the top ten pick. I understand conceptually why don't that's valuable, but I, but I, I don't know, man. I think they can they can go about this a different way. Like, I don't think you need to suck and try to get into the top ten. Like, I'd love to see him be top fifteen for sure. I would love to. Like, I think right now I was looking at it the other day. I think they have the eighth overall pick, if memory serves right, and that was via like the Pelicans or something. If if memory serves. So, like, they've got some swaps and some things they're working, but I just, I don't know. I, I've just, I'm not a proponent of tanking or, like, going through the draft like that. Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Try Day Trading. TryDayTrading.com slash Monty. So says the greatness of Alema Harrington. Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Tri-Day Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. We know famous people. Yeah. Uh, Lemon and I have never met. Uh, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. I'm telling you, <laughs> we've never met. Uh, I'm telling you, if you're going to work today, and, and this has been something I've talked to a lot of people, it feels like Instagram is the place for work conversations. Dude, I mean, it's a, it's real. Like, if you're going to work and you're like, damn, I hate my job. Like, I hate I hate what I have to do every day to, to put food on the table. Like, this is a real opportunity. Like, 100%. Like, again... You always hear us say, and you know, sorry if it gets repetitive for those of you listen every day, but it literally is go watch the webinar, right? Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Watch the webinar. After you watch the webinar, simply make a decision. Most people that we've heard from, the feedback we've gotten from listeners who've gone and watched it, they have gone into the program. They've 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 gone through with it. And I think that the reason you see that is because there's value to it. They're basically yeah. saying, hey, Here's our money for you to learn with. And if you make money, we're going to split the profit with you. I, it's, a, it's a completely straightforward, totally good proposition. And I think that people, there's like this stigma about day trading. Like people think, oh, you day trade? You're, you're a scammer. You, you cheat on the, on the markets. And it's like, no, that's not what it is at all. They have a program and they want to teach you how to leverage the stock market, how to leverage day trading to build wealth, like like remember, and I haven't dropped this number in a while. One hundred thousand dollars a year is two hundred seventy three dollars a day. Like, Isn't that crazy? Like two hundred seventy three dollars a day to make six figures. And for those of you in Utah, you know damn well that that hundred thousand dollars isn't going as far as it used to. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I give it if you haven't and you're hating your job right now as you listen to the show. Give it a chance. I'm telling you, it's worth your time. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. It's a free webinar. That's all we're asking you to do. We're not asking you to buy anything or invest in anything. Just go watch the free webinar at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Um, let's see. Talking jazz. A lot of people are in on this jersey conversation. Zayman says, great discussion. 
I totally want to buy a jersey, but who the hell knows who's going to be here in one year? Well, I mean, if you're worried about that, you're probably buying a Walker Kessler jersey. Um, if you're like, do you buy a jersey and put your own name on it? Yeah, see, like, I think with this team right now, I, I wouldn't, I have to agree with, you know, folks like Zayman. Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be buying a jersey yet. I just wouldn't. I, I, I think for me, I'd probably wait till the deadline, you know, and then, and then go from there. Like, I think you can, I feel pretty good saying that Mike Conley's going to be here. I don't feel like they're going to move him, but I could be wrong. I feel like if you were going to move Mike, you already would have, but I would probably wait till the deadline. See, and I'm I'm not a guy that would do... I would just get Monty if I was getting a jersey, but I'm 49 and I'm probably past the jersey state in my life, but I think you get a custom jersey. Yeah. I think you get your own name. Uh, you know, if you're Caleb, get Caleb. If you're Deuce, get Deuce. Like, get, that's what I would do. Uh, right, LOL? That's why I held off from buying one in the beginning because we traded half the team. Well, exactly and let's right. be honest. None of us love the rebrand right off the top. I think it's growing on us. Like, the black jersey on that home court looks really nice. The, I agree with you. I agree. Even though we're only going to get the yellow jerseys like 10 times this year, I think they look really nice when they're on the floor. If I'm buying a jersey, I'm buying the black one. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. I'm yeah. buying the black one, yeah. plain and simple, yeah. right? Like, am I wrong? Are, are, so you agree with that? Yeah, the black one's by far the best one. Yeah, right? I'm buying a black jersey. I don't think it's close yeah. at all. Uh, Jer Jerem Patterson says, my favorite jerseys I own are Greg Ostertag and Adam Keefe. Adam Keefe, big red. I haven't heard Adam Keefe in a long time. Long time. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Nets are a disaster, but Sixers will turn things around unless injuries happen. Rockets falling apart. What do you guys make of this, this Nets thing? Because I think this is a big deal. The fact that the Nets are, are reportedly going to hire Ime Yudoka to be their next head coach. Am I the only one that thinks that's absolutely ridiculous? Yeah. It is shocking to me that he's already getting back in the league. Not suspended by the NBA so he can work immediately. Ime Yudoka, according to Adrian Wojnarowski uh, and Shams, is going to be the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And I am stunned by it. You... Don't you need to know? Don't you want to know what this guy did in Boston? Like, I need to know that. If it's I'm really going to hire him, yeah, it is despicable. If I'm going to hire him, I need to know. It's it, it's not even a it's not even a thing that that I think there's much to talk about. I think you have to know exactly what he did and why he did what he did yeah. and why the Celtics handled it the way they handled it. You don't suspend a dude for an entire year. And then be like, nah, we just had a, a, a difference of philosophy. It's ridiculous. He did something. Yeah. And I need to know what that is before I hire him, before I trade for him, essentially. And by the way, Boston's letting him go for no compensation. Yep. What did he do? What did Ime Yudoka do that was so bad that you don't want him around your team for a year and now you're willing to let your head coach, the best head coach you've had probably in a decade, Walk away for no compensation. Yeah. What did he do? Who did he murder? Where did he bury the body? Like, there's something more than we know, and I need to know what that is. Yeah, and, and I think the fascinating thing is the Nets have basically said they know what it is, right? Like, they said, hey, we did a long investigation or inquiry, if you want to use the proper verbiage. Like, they know what he did, and they're still signing the guy. And, and that's my issue because you know eventually it's going to come out. Like, it always comes out, whether that's a year from now or 20 years from now. 
there will be egg on Joe Sy's face at some point. And and I don't know, like, even if it yeah. was, like, I, I love the people who are like, oh, well, he just sent scandalous texts to female employees. No, it's like, it's, it's more like, than dude, that. But, but, like, let's say that's all it was. Let's say that that's all he did. I agree it's more than that, but let's just say that's all he did. But we know, that's but we know enough. it's not. We know that he had a sexual relationship with a, a Celtics employee. Yeah. We know that that Celtics employee alleged, and I shouldn't say we know, allegedly what happened was Ime Yudoka had a sexual relationship with a female employee at the Celtics. She was allegedly married. We know he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. And then there was other stuff that he supposedly did. Yeah. I need to know what happened because extramarital affairs don't get guys suspended for a year. They don't. We need to know what that was. It's going to come out eventually. I, I I can't believe it doesn't come out eventually. Yeah. I just can't. Uh, Caleb says, Josh Primo as well. Isn't he going to the Nets? He got waived from the Spurs yes, for exposure. They signed him. The Nets signed Josh yeah, Primo? There was reports yesterday that, the, that they signed him. No, yes. that can't be right. Are you being serious? Yeah, I think it was. I think I saw. Um, no I way. I it was Shams. No way did yeah. the Nets sign Primo. Uh, let's see. Let's pull that back up. Yeah, Hoop Central says that the Nets, are you serious? The Nets have signed Josh Primo via, no way did Woj tweet that. I, 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 I you, what? No, I, I would have to see that. I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm not ready to, e, yes, wow, are you serious? ESPN story on, uh, wow, that's crazy. Experts guard Primo clears waivers. He is they he does not have a story on uh, okay. I don't think it's official official yet, but the it's heading that way. Yeah, I so if you didn't hear the story on Josh Primo, he allegedly exposed himself to multiple females um in the employment of the Spurs. That's why they cut him. Uh I I have a hard time believing that. I have a hard time believing that. There is no Not way. after you hire Ime Yudoka, you don't have a hard time believing it. Boyd Lake says it was an extramarital affair with a Celtics VP's wife, not just any Celtics employee. Yeah, I, I'm going to say allegedly until we have, have a real good idea of what that is. Yeah. It, until we have a real good idea of what that is. Teddy Wayman, good morning. Good to see you too, my man, NY Monty fan. There you go. The beard um, has arrived. The beard has a lot arrived. And another question about where to come and get your tickets. Who, we're giving who, who away. Said, who said it? We're giving away. It doesn't. It's not worth the fight. We're okay. giving away um, lotto tickets, one point two billion dollar Powerball tickets at Maverick Center. Just come to the front of the building. Walk up the staircase at the front of the building. You can't miss it. It's by the hockey statue in the team store. And come all the way to the right-hand side. You'll see Mrs. Monty standing by the door yeah. waiting to give you tickets. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, Nets need ch to change their name to Suck These Nets. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. DeLambo having a day. I don't get it. Uh, Jordan Wheeler says, I'm laughing so hard at this show. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, now the primo signing. I don't know if that's true. Josh Lovern says the Nets are very transactional. Culture and fit doesn't matter to them. You are seeing the franchise rot from the inside out. I, I think we're going too far on the Nets. Mm -hmm. I think if you, I can see two sides on Ime Yudoka. 
What are you guys thinking? You're stupid. Okay, that's one side. The other side is we did our due diligence. We know what he did and we can live with that. And oh, by the way, he's arguably the best available coach on the market. And we can get him for free and we can pay him less because of what he did in Boston. Done. I can see that. Now, if you're going to sign Josh Primo right now, eh, yeah, now I'm starting to question your moral compass. But I guarantee you at the press conference for Ime Yudoka, they're going to say, well, you know what? And maybe he talks about it. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. My guess is Ime Yudoka, the, the, the language is we feel comfortable with where we're at. And we investigated the allegations against him in Boston. We spoke to him about it. And we're comfortable with what, he, what his answers were. He's a really good coach. I can, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, don't I can that. see that. Yeah. You know. Uh, Mike P says, on my way to get New York NY ticks, just a five hour drive. Okay. Okay, Mike. Okay. okay. Mike. Okay. Uh, J- uh, Nets got screwed by the Jazz offseason trade deals, potentially. Potentially. Jordan Wheeler says, where are the donuts? I don't care about the tickets. Mrs. Monty's lazy. Well, no, you're, yeah, and she bring refused them. to get donuts. So bring the donuts. It's Mrs. Monty's fault. Yeah. You know, actually, she's it's, giving you a death stare from outside. Is right she? Now. I can't yeah. see her very well at all because yeah, there's, there's a reflection. A death there. stare happening here. Um, actually, Harmon's doesn't open till seven, or we would have Dunford Donuts. Here. Yeah, casuals. Because so, Dunford Donuts are the best donuts. We all know that. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Let's see. Um, Pete Peter says, "Why not trade some of our picks we accumulate and try to trade for Kevin Durant? This Jazz team just needs a superstar. What do you think?" I'd love Kevin Durant on this team. And I said the day that he demanded a trade, do you think Danny Ainge makes a call? I mean, I would think so. Now, I don't know that he's one of our listeners, but I just witnessed a man walk all the way to the wrong end of the building. (laughs) It is the farthest right door. If you're looking at the building, right hand door. Right hand door towards the tracks. Mrs. Monty's like, Come to the right-hand side. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so uh, we are giving away lotto tickets. $1.2 billion jackpot. Billion. Come to the top right of the staircase. Uh, Brent Burnett says, uh, not, no Durant and not the best coach. Who's the best available coach then? Oh, I from a basketball perspective, Ime Udoka is definitely the best coach. I, I don't think that yeah. with what he did with Boston last year, I, I don't yeah. think there's any uh, doubt. Yeah. Court McMullen says, Nets are the new Knicks. Ooh, I like that a lot. Just can't make the right move no matter what they try. Could see that. Uh, Big Daddy Magic says donuts tomorrow morning. Guy, what are we, an ATM machine here? I just gave you a a billion-dollar lotto ticket, bro. A billion. Kurt Meyer says, didn't Udoka come from Toronto? Hey, Caleb's in the house. Hey, Caleb's in the house. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Uh, No, I don't think think he, he, he came from Brooklyn. He wasn't a sit. That's why the Nets want to rehire him because they know him and he used to be an assistant yeah. with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So that's why they're they're comfortable rehiring him. I don't know, man. I just I I, I, I have to question their moral compass. Like I don't disagree with what you said. Like if they did an investigation and they're okay with it, like, okay, fine. But isn't but... that the answer they're going to give? Oh, yeah. I, I think it's standard operating procedure. You're going to say, yeah, I did. I did an investigation. I'm cool with it. It's fine. And they're just going to deal with public reaction, I guess. Like, but I, just, I, I, don't I don't think know. there's any doubt. I don't think there's any doubt that they're, that's what they're going to say. Yeah. I just, I just don't love it. I, I, 
it's such a tough thing because you, you you're taking a big risk. You know, I feel like you you're are. taking a big risk, but at the same time, I think Steve Nash was in over his head. So you need somebody. You know, who are you gonna go and get? Brent Burnett says uh, Jazz hurt the Nets with the Gobert trade. Facts as Durant could not be moved after that trade. Well, it was difficult. There's no doubt about that. Well, I th I don't agree that he couldn't be moved. I think they were too stubborn about it. He could have been moved. Uh, Prismac from Poland says I'm back. Hello, my friends from uh, Plock. Plock, Poland. Go Jazz. Nice. There you go. I like it. Uh, Josh Lovern says, does KD okay a trade to SLC? I don't know that it matters. Uh, Snyder is better, Brent Burnett says. Mm. I think jury's out. Yeah. I don't know. I love Quinn. I'd hire Quinn Snyder tomorrow if I, if I could get him. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, why do we need uh, KD when you have uh, LM? <laughs> <laughs> You're not serious with that. Come on. Well, you're really comparing Laurie Markinen to Kevin Durant? That ain't even a conversation. Oh, no. That's not a conversation. Um, Q Win Snyder, Cody Strickland says, would be the best coach. Eh, nah. I don't know about that. Uh, they could go for Quinn Snyder. Everybody's saying Quinn Snyder to Brooklyn. He'd be a great hire there, honestly. But I think they know Ime Udoka. So, and in that locker room, I do think the, the color of the coach's skin matters. Yeah. I think Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I mean, that is a... I think that matters. And by the way, it's got to be an experienced coach. I think when you look at Steve Nash, that was an abject failure, which I guess we haven't really talked about the fact that Steve Nash got fired. I mean, yeah, that he was an abject failure there. You know, Cam Harrison says, now I want donuts. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big Daddy Max says, Monty, the new ATM with all his uh, day trading. That could be. Absolutely, that, that could be. But wrap this up. Like, would you, would you in any way, shape, or form hire... Ime Yudoka, Jake. No, I, I, I would not hire Ime Yudoka. I, I think it's, I just think with where the Nets are at, like you've had a ton of drama here. Like you, 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 like let's not forget you went from these two guys leaving the organization to, to putting it back together and figuring it out. You're talking about guys like Kevin Durant having meetings with Joe Psy to tell him he doesn't want to be here. So I just think there's been a lot of drama in the organization, and and I think that it would have been better to get a more you know, a more PR-friendly hiring, if I'm being honest. Well, check that out. Harris Lachance decided to pop into the show a little early today. What's up, Harris? Good to see you. Let's get this uh, all straightened out right. How about... Oh, I uh, bumped hello. him. Hello. it. Hello. Well, hello. I'm, I'm a rook. There I'm we sorry. Go. Right there. Hey! hey. hey how about that? I know what I'm doing. Uh, Harris, good to see you, my man. How are things? Good, brother. How are, you, how are things with you, man? Doing well. No, no complaints. All right. Let's, let's get it out of the way. How are the, how's the baby? Tell me the baby stories. I, I uh, saw on Instagram that you guys had the trick or treating thing all hooked up. How'd that go for you? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, got his first little Halloween in the book. So that was good. He dressed up as a little lion. And it was really cute. So. Oh, that's great, man. Like it, is that one of those markers? Like did, did you guys agree? Like, did you dress him up? Like, did you and Mrs. Lachance agree on what the costume would be? <laughs> no, I just came home one day and he was in lion costume and it was cute. And we were like, all right, cool, let's go with it. Yeah, just, so you're, what you're saying is your your wife gets the the first, last, and only say on on fashion or those things is what I'm guessing. Uh, absolutely, and I'm I'm cool with it, man. I like it, so I'll just go with it. 
you know what I think is cool about about you, you, and obviously I don't I don't I don't know you well at all, but it, it seems like you have a really good you and your wife have a really good support system. Like, how important has she been uh, in your football career? That's a great question. She's always been honestly so supportive and so loving and just always there when I need her. She's really the best. Got to give her a shout out. Yeah, I think you do. And I think when you when you look at how difficult it is, because I think the challenge is, especially when you guys have had the challenging season you've had, you kind of need that support system, right? Like she, you you know, like she's your rock. Like my, Mrs. Monty is absolutely my rock. Like when I know, when I, when I need a go-to, when I need somebody to tell me the truth or tell me right or set me straight or just be positive, like it is, I would imagine she's that, she's that easy button for you in those situations. Oh, dude, exactly. And that's what a good wife is, right? And, and she's the best for me. I mean, she's my rock, man. And she, you're right. She tells me, tells me straight up what I need to hear it and also, you know, gives me confidence and everything. So it's awesome. Yep, talking BYU football with Harris Lachance. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. So let's talk about morale. Obviously, um, you know, you guys you guys are, are going through a very difficult time. How are you guys staying together? How's morale in the, in the, uh, in the BYU family these days? Um, you know, it's good. I, we had a good uh, practice yesterday. A lot of energy, a lot of high energy, and and you know for the most part we've been having good good practices throughout the week high energy and uh you know uh last week was a tough loss it was close though and i think that um if things went just even a little bit different we would have come out with a dub so um you know we're optimistic and and ready to give it our all this week so well you know boise's always a always a good matchup for you guys but how do you how do you as a guy that you've worked really hard to get to where you're at and you're not used to seasons like this so how do you you know whether it's you know pull up your bootstraps or keep your chin up like what are you doing to stay positive like what are those do you have tactics like how do you stay positive in in the face of a of a pretty good bit of adversity oh man uh you know we got to take it day by day. That's, I mean, that's what I'm doing, man. You know, and win or loss, you know, you got to just say shiz, man. You know, well, it is what it is. And uh, we keep fighting through it, bro. You know, keep um, showing up to early morning lifts, uh, showing up and giving your all. And uh, eventually, you know, it's that hard work's going to pay off and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to show, man. So just keep doing your thing. Keep working hard. You know what yep. I mean? And be honest with yourself, too. If you need to improve things, you need to do that. Um, but then, you know, build on it and keep going. Is it tough to do? I mean, it, because you guys watch a lot of film. And I mean, when you are, when you're not performing your best as, a, as, as an entire football team, is it hard when you watch that film and you see, hey, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. Is it difficult to hold yourself to a high level of accountability? Um, I mean, maybe at first, but I mean, right now because maybe because of pride at first right but now it's like we're all humbled enough uh and you say i need to do that better and you're right and i need to do this better and everything's under a microscope and you're right and we've got a lot to fix and we're going to work on it and we're going to get it better well you know the, the other interesting thing is you talk about the weight room a lot we talk about losing games and you know that 
the weight room is an interesting ecosystem in a football team because I think there's a lot of bonding that happens in that room. Last weekend we missed you because, or last week we missed you because you guys were doing a team lift. Um, and I wonder like what, what was that team lift like and how important are moments like that in your weight room? Um, I mean, we're here every, every day, every morning at 7 a.m. Um, and it is important, man. And uh, no matter how tired we are, you know, we pride ourselves in lifting every day. That's a, a thing that we do here at BYU. Um, and so with that, it's really important, man. And you got to keep uh, pushing yourself. You know what I mean? It's important to stay strong throughout the season um, and to keep working your body. And, and that's what we're doing. So do you guys, do you feel like you guys are, do you, do you feel like you guys are moving in the right direction? And, and let's really get into football because I think that's, you know, one of the things I hear all the time is that, you know, accountability and this guy's got to do his job and talk about the offensive line because that's your position group. Do you feel like you guys on a man-to-man basis and as a group, do you feel like you guys are doing your jobs well? Um, for the most part, yeah. Last last week we graded out. All of us graded out pretty good. Um, there have been games where we have we haven't performed good at all, um, and we could have done, <laughs> could, done a lot better, man. You know what I mean? Sometimes uh, it happens, but uh, no, I I think for the most part, I mean. Um, we're blocking well enough up front. There's always improvements um, and always things we can get better at and, and keep improving on, you know, um, pad level, footwork, hand placement. Yeah. Those are things that are constantly need to be worked on and constantly need to be improved. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Specifically, how is how have you guys looked and run? Because I think, I, I you know, watching most of your of your reps – I feel like you guys do a pretty good job in pass pro. I feel like obviously you're never going to be perfect, but my question is there's so much more there. I feel like there's so much more work to be done in the run game. Have you guys graded out well against the run? Um, that's more what I was talking about is some games better than others. I think when we focus on pad level, um, it, the run games gets going a lot. And like we focused on that all last week and it showed up in the ECU game. And uh, that's what we've been focused on this week and also just running off the ball and things like that. And, and it's, it's tough, too, with uh, a lot of different running backs. You can talk about that. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything here. It's, it's all a, we all work together, right? And so everybody has to do their 111th. But uh, for the yeah. most part, I mean, that is what it is. Well, and I, I, I don't even think that's an excuse. I mean, obviously, injuries have been a, a significant issue on offense, um, but I mean, when you're, when you have different running backs back there, I do think, and I know I've asked you this, I feel like too many times, but I do think it's hard to form chemistry between the offensive line and those running backs. When you've had guys that are missing reps, whether that's Brooks or, you know, Davis or whoever you want to point to, it's got to be difficult for you guys to have that consistent chemistry because I think every guy hits the hole a little different. Yeah. And it, it can be tough. But, you know, we pride ourselves, the O-line prides ourselves, and no matter who's back there, we don't care. Uh, we just block our asses off, our butts off, and and, uh, and we keep keep playing. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, before we let you go, let's talk about Boise a little bit. Um, you guys get to go up there and, and relish in the blue turf uh, that is Albertson Stadium. Uh, what, is, what is the particular challenge? Obviously, you have a lot of experience against Boise. What is the particular challenge of going up there in that environment? Is that a difficult place to play? How would you describe it? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, last time we played there, I think was COVID, so there weren't any fans. Um, but obviously, yeah, crowd noise is going to be they're they're loud in uh, stadium there, and they love they love BYU. They love us, and when we go up there, it's a good time. So I'm actually pumped for that, man. I, I love the adversity and uh, love you know being against the ropes, and so that should be fun. Uh, Harris, they it's, don't it's, like you. I they know. Don't like, they, they, they don't well, like BYU. That's supposed to be sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. What do you uh, um? What do you expect from them defensively? What have you What have you seen? What do you What do you What do they look like defensively? Yeah, I mean they play straight up, and they're they're a veteran defense. I mean we played against most of these guys for the past three years, um. So it should be fun. I mean a lot of guys we know, uh, uh pretty well now. So it should be fun. They're strong. They're good. They play their gaps, um, and they do they play their solid defense. and They do it well. So it should be a fun game. Well, hey, I, I wish you luck. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you next week, man. Always good to see you. Appreciate you, Monty. There you go. Harris Lachance talking BYU football on the Monty Show presented by um, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Good to see Harris again. What do, you, what do you make of that? What do you take away from that conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always give Harris a lot of credit. I mean, I think he's the he's a professional, you know, and I, and I think that it's not easy to – you know, to 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 be in a situation as a team where you are going through it, you know, yeah. and they are going through it, and and I think that Harris deserves a lot of credit for, you know, saying like, yeah, like you know, it doesn't like I thought his answer to the running back question was perfect. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, who's back there, we're gonna black uh, block our asses off. Like, that's I mean, that is that not what you do as an offensive lineman, right? Like, that's your purpose on the football field, and I think. You know, while I agree with your sentiment there about the running back room, like, hey, you know, it'd be great if you had the same back back there most of the season for most of the reps so you could build that that chemistry, you know, because it is true. Every back hits the hole a little differently. But but the truth is, you know, Harris is right. Like their job is to create the hole. That's your job as an offensive lineman. And I think you can't control you know, Brooks hesitating a little bit or not or not, you know, hitting the, the gap hard enough. Like, I think. It, it, it just it's just the way it goes on a football field and and I think Harris understands a bigger picture as well in my opinion right this is just my opinion my observation based on having him on the show a bunch like I think he understands for his career and in the bigger picture like you just got to stay positive and keep and keep working hard like he can't control you know the fact that they drop eight too much or that the defensive yeah. line is you know like he can't control any of that and and that's why I say like the guy is just a true professional, and, I, and I've always respected that. Yep. Thanks to our friends at Coog Connect, CoogConnect.com, the best collective for NIL in the state by far. Um, if you support BYU football, you should really support Coog Connect. Um, they offer a $10 a month subscription. 99% of that money goes to the players. Um, trust me, I know Jake Brandon and the guys at Coog Connect. They do a great job supporting BYU athletes, not just in football, but across the board. So make sure... You grow the NIL business at BYU through CoogConnect.com. I know money's tight. I know we all have issues. If you have $10 a month, I would encourage you to subscribe at CoogConnect.com. They make Harris Lachance possible for us. They really help us get a lot of the BYU guys on the show, and we appreciate CoogConnect.com. Also, thanks to our friends at uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza who make uh, Harris Lachance possible every week. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. A lot of people uh, in the show today. Please, right now, if you're here, uh, 157 of you, give us a thumbs up. 
Uh, it really does help the channel grow. We really appreciate everybody who watches this show. Uh, people have been asking me and people have been submitting their uh, families for um, you know support through the holidays. We would love to uh, hear about families. If it's your family or a friend, uh, whoever it might be, please do support um, those friends of yours through The Monty Show. We want to take care of somebody and support them and provide Thanksgiving uh, for a family. Uh, Please DM us, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Uh, DM us that money uh, that you give us through the tip jar on this show. You can uh, click the little dollar sign at the bottom of the screen. And you can donate a dollar, a million dollars, $1.2 if yeah. you win the Powerball tonight. Yeah. Uh, that money goes uh, straight back through the end of this year. All of the tips you give us will be used to give back to the community. So nominate a family. If you know somebody that's in need, if you know somebody that need help, Please nominate them uh, through our um, through our our uh, process on Instagram or Twitter. The Monty Show, M O N T Y, The Monty Show on Instagram and Twitter. You can nominate people, tell us their story. We'll pick families out and use all that tip money to support uh, our viewers. That's what we're trying to do to give back, and we really appreciate that. Um, a lot of you are talking about Harris talking about his marriage. Kane Nuren says. That's how a good marriage should be supporting each other. BYU football should learn this. I think it's one of the unique things at BYU that a lot of the players are married. Yeah. And when you're having the season that they're having, which is to say you're not winning at the level you expected to win at, I think you need a good home life. And it is, it is really difficult. And we talk to all kinds of people. Thanks for coming. Uh, we talk to all kinds of people that really work hard to, you know, to to work and grind in their personal life, and it's not easy when you're losing football games and you hear all that negativity. I think we saw this with Peyton Wilger's wife, yes, where she got on social media last week and blasted BYU she for not was giving upset. him, yeah, for not giving him a parking pass, and he's injured, and they had to walk, and it it's really easy to lose focus on that. So it is, uh, I, I think it is, it is not lost on most people that it's, it's a very difficult time of year uh, for BYU football. I don't think there, there is any doubt about that. Um, no doubt about that. Uh, Junior Dial, Drew and Andy all just stopped by the Let's studio. Go. Thanks guys for coming by. Let's go. Um, we appreciate that. Uh, a lot of you in on the jazz. Kane Nuren says, hit the like button. Yes, please hit the like button. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Wolves losing doesn't hurt my feelings. Jazz have their picks. Well, the issue is, if we're being honest, the value of the picks that the Jazz have going forward, and this goes back to the Jordan Clarkson conversation yep. we've been having. Yep. I think the value of those picks is only going to be diminished, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that the, the picks you own are not great. It's not like you own OKC's picks. You own Brooklyn's picks. You own like, you know, like the you own picks of teams that are good. Yeah. Minnesota's picks aren't worth that much because they're probably going to wind up at the, in the top 5 of the Western Conference. I would think. So I that's why I think you have to trade a guy like Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, the 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 interesting thing with it is like Danny obviously has a great grip. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's going to be the winner hopefully. <laughs> um the, the tough part is like, I think Danny understands, obviously, and has a great grip on, you know, the picks they have and where those picks fall and who's got what and, and all that good stuff. What's up, man? Good to see you. Um, How we doing? Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, you know, Danny understands what he's got. At the I same do, yes. Time, at the same time, I think that there is a loyalty to Jordan Clarkson on some level from this organization. And 
I understand that. I get it, you know, but at the same time, like they're not in a position to play favorites. I feel like, no. I feel like you, you just have to, you know, it, it's just, it, 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 it depends on the team that calls and the situation that that team is in and what they're willing to offer. I mean, and unfortunately that's just the nature of the beast, you know, and, and I don't know how else you get around that. And if you look at the, the future first round picks they have in 2023, they have three, they have Minnesota's Houston, Brooklyn, and Philly, which is whichever one is the least favorable. Yeah. So they have their own pick. So if you're seven through 10, Right, Minnesota, you would imagine, is a top five team in in the West, right? I think we probably. all can agree. Probably. probably, yeah, probably. Houston, Brooklyn, or Philly, whichever is the least favorable. So right now, you would have to say that's probably Philly, right? Because what were the what what, what was it? Houston, but they're going to be terrible, so you're not going to get their pick, right? Whichever is the least favorable. Okay. So Houston's going to be a very good pick. Brooklyn. I don't know. I mean, how much confidence do you have in Brooklyn? You yeah, would think at I mean, some point they start winning games. Yeah, I mean, I oddly enough, I like Brooklyn over Philly. I have to be honest, but you know, who who the hell knows? I think like what they're is both. It? What is your hate of Philly? Because about? they're dysfunctional. James Harden is not a winner, right? Like Tyrese Maxey should be getting way more reps than he gets because James Harden holds the ball too much. Like I don't think that Philly has a group that plays together. Can you imagine Philly? playing the way the Jazz play, like playing team basketball and moving the ball and getting guys open looks, like they would be dynamite, but that's not how they play. Like James is more interested in breaking guys off. And I get that, and I love watching it. It's entertaining as hell, but like when we're talking about draft picks and winning games and how that's all affected, like I I think that Brooklyn is capable of winning more games than Philly. I, I really do. Like, I, I don't know. That's just my, my feeling on it, but I, so, I could be wrong. The other night against Washington... Harden plays 38 minutes, 8 yeah. of 17, 2 of 6 from 3, 5 of 6 from the line, 7 rebounds, 17 dimes. 17 yeah, he's dimes. playmaking. I'm not saying he's not playing Two well. Two steals, 23 points. Maxi has 28 points, right? Like, uh, so, and obviously Joel Embiid didn't play in that game. Um, but you, you, you got 12 from George Niang. I mean, I... I the, the problem on that team, in my opinion, is that Tobias Harris is the highest paid player. But they're better, in my opinion, than – they're a 500 team right now. They're better than Brooklyn. I yeah. think the Sixers right now are a better team than Brooklyn. I don't know that the standings matter at all right now. I mean, they Brooklyn's 2-6. and six. Yeah, they They're don't. better than 2-6. and six. And I think with a new coach, they'll get that fill, fill, yeah. figured out. But my point is, I, I think Brooklyn's probably – it's going to finish behind Philly. I think Philly will have the the least favorable pick. Yeah. So probably. my guess is the Jazz will wind up with Philly's pick there. Probably. So you're looking at at three picks that aren't great. You're looking at bottom half of the first round for those three picks. Yeah. Right. Then you look at 2024. They own one. They own their own pick that's top ten protected. 2025. They have three. Their own pick. Cleveland and Minnesota. In 2025, how good is Cleveland and Minnesota's picks? Pretty good. Or no, those two are not going to be not going to be good picks be at really all. Good teams, yeah. yeah Minnesota and yeah. Cleveland are going to be good teams, yeah. so they'll be at the bottom. Twenty twenty six, they own their own top eight protected or a swap with Minnesota or Cleveland. Like eight, my point is, you're not you don't have these picks that are going to put you in Victor Wambanyama's zip code. Well, the, but the the insecurity is that you also don't have picks that other teams are going to want to trade for. I think that's absolutely that's, that's a, re a reality. That's a I would, concern. but that's why I'm saying I would be at the deadline. 
I would be trading and packaging. And in this this summer, I'd be trading for a superstar and moving those picks. Yeah. Because they think the value of your picks yeah, I hope so. is going to go down as time goes on. This is what's going to happen, Tonto. You want the Lakers pick in 2025. Yeah. That's whose you pick do. you want. You, you know, do. like, that's why. I, but this is why I keep saying not trading with the Lakers was a mistake for Boyan and Beasley. Yeah. You should have traded Boyan and Beasley, and you should have gotten their first-round pick. That's va there's value in that pick, yeah. in my opinion. But what do I know, right? All right, uh, your comments. Caleb Harrison says, that's awesome. Y'all are doing that. We're trying, Caleb. Uh, I'm calling it now. Utah gonna be, is going to beat Luka Fadonsic tonight. <laughs> and it's not, it's not ass. It's ass. Eh, fat air. Fat air. <laughs> you don't have, you know. Uh, Josh Lovern says, fun uh, space trivia. 63 Earths can fit inside Uranus. One day, maybe I would read this without laughing. Uh, okay. That, you know. <laughs> I mean, my. You know. Uh, the mass that can fit in Uranus. <clears throat> Josh, that sounds like that's HIPAA. I, I don't, I don't know, though. It could be. You know, uh, who do you trade for if you trade JC? Well, I mean, well, it, it, see, but that see that question's inc incredibly difficult to answer because you don't know who's calling. You don't it know is who's an impossible dude. answer. Like, I mean, I can say, yeah, I want to go get Terry Rozier or LeBron or KD, but like, it's I an mean, impossible you know, like, answer. There's no way to answer that. I mean, I, I if you if you I would make a trade with LA for for I just would. That's that's who I'd be trading for. I mean, I look at. I look at their situation and I look at their future picks and they only have those two and I'd be trying to get them. Yeah. I'd be trying to get them. I don't I I don't see any route to the Jazz getting Victor Wambanyama or Scoot Henderson. Yeah. I see no that. route for that. I, I just don't. Uh Cody Strickland says, What's your prediction tonight? Jazz win or lose? I'm going with the the Mavs. Yeah, I like tonight. the Jazz in this game. We're different on this. I think the Jazz will outwork Luca. I think it's gonna be close. I mean, the number's two twenty one on the game. So if you look at 221, I mean, that's only 110, 110 and a half each. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably be on the Mavericks in that situation. I mean, that they're, they, the only thing that I can see is that Luka always gets his, yeah. right? But the question yeah. is, can you stop a secondary Mavs player from going from, from wilding on you? That's what I, and I worry about Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, He's healthy. He's shooting really well. That's the guy that I worry about. You should be able to contend with everybody else. Um, I think Vando, I mean, there's a bunch of dudes on this team that I think could check Luca. Luca's going to score 30. Who else is going to score for them? Yeah. That's the biggest question. Totally agree. Because this Jazz team's been a grinder defensively. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it, the, safe, the safe way on the surface is to go with Dallas. But it, I, I think when you start, if you dig into this a little bit and you think about how the Jazz win games, they're beating teams that can get up and down, which means that against a team that's slower, they really should have success. They should be able to play defense and get out and run. They're rested as well. This is not a back-to-back. -back. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you really should have everybody available tonight. Yep, I agree. The biggest stories in sports uh, every single morning on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you get by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, and again, I just keep saying it because it's the one I go to. But the Quick Quack at the District, grand opening is uh, November 16th. Their top-tier car wash is free yes. that day, so make sure you check them out at Quick Quack Car Wash. Play-Doh, I have no idea. Lipstick, 
Apparently my car door looks like a canvas. Quick back. It's my saving grace. No one else needs to know the madness of my job. Here you go. Quick pack. Quick hello. hello. Quick quack car wash brings you the biggest stories in sports every morning on the show. Uh, appreciate them. Appreciate you guys. I think, you know, clearly this jazz conversation is a big one. Neville 93. Uh, good to see you, my friend. He says, nice to see you guys. Neville, thanks for coming by. Good you to see too, you, sir. friend. Kanai Johnson, 121-116. Jazz by five with Luca crying. <laughs> with Luca crying. What's up? Good to see you. Uh, I, I mean, the jazz are usually good for 129. They have been. I know it's early in the season, but that's where they Do you think you're scoring 120? Yeah, because I don't think the Mavs are good defensively. I think the Mavs are good offensively. Your point about Hardaway is well taken. But I'm not going to sit here and and give credit to a team who who is not great defensively. They're just, they're not. And and I don't know what their defensive rating is, but just watching them and knowing this roster, like, I know they're not a great defensive team. They never have been. And, 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 And so to me, it's like, all right, yeah, sure. Luca probably has thirty. Hardaway's probably got twenty-five. But after that, there's a major fall off. Like you don't have to deal with Brunson anymore. You don't have to deal with anybody who's really difficult outside of Luca. Like even Hardaway can be handled on some nights. So, yeah, I, 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 the hundred and twenty points against Dallas would be phenomenal. I'm telling you, they're going to do it. All right, if the numbers two twenty-one. I would probably be on the over because both teams have scored a lot. And I have to think Laurie Markkinen's probably... If the Jazz win, Laurie Markkinen's going to have to match Luka. Don't be surprised if the Jazz have 55 at the half. Don't be surprised. This really? game will be high scoring. This They will try to get out and run against this team. I'm going to say one... one. You know, that's not bad, can I? 121-116's not a bad... Um, I would just flip that and say Mavs. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think I would, I'm going to go Mavs. Okay. I think that's where I'm at. That's 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 my thing. You it's know, your story and you're sticking to it. Greg Hawkins says about to go into the new job. Wish me luck, fam. Oh, oh wow, what's your new job. What's bro? your new job, dude? dude? What are you doing? Yeah, wow, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. I'm glad to hear you got a new job. That's awesome. Uh, Brett Burnett says looked out the window. We got snow. Let's go. Oh, did we? Dude, Let's go. Sick. I'm ready for some snow. You know, you realize Mammoth is open in a week, and now I know you're in this committed relationship, so you won't be able to go. It's not true. But it's going to be amazing. It's not true. Can't wait to take the roadie. Jazz is bigger and faster. Easy win for the Jazz. No Rudy Gobert. R-U-D-I-E. Rudy Gobert. Mm. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, I don't think so. Good luck on the new job, Greg. Travis Bird says, uh, thank you for the Powerball ticket. You made Big Daddy Yummy Yummy happy top guy. Big Daddy Yummy Yummy. Bro. Come on now. Uh, Tanner says, SLC is starting to get a little snow. Let's Let's go. go. Court McGee says, on my way, boys. All right, let's do it. Hey, Arlington Bears. What's up? He came through. He rolled he in with the... With the uh, did we decide if it was Betos or uh, Betos? It's Betos. I think it's Betos. There's no doubt it's Dude, Betos. bro is clutch. Teddy Wayman says 124-120 Utah takes it. I'm with you, Teddy. I'm Good with luck you, with the job, Greg Hawkins, Kenai Johnson says. Uh, two picks for <laughs> JC. Bummer, but probably do it. You would. You would yeah, have I mean, to you have it. to. I mean, if you're getting two first-rounders, you, you got to move them. Good luck, Greg. Model Wells, Amon says. 
Yeah, Greg, now I need to know what you're doing. Cody Strickland says, it's amazing you guys said that this team would score a lot, but our defense will be bad. But now we know they can defend. Team looks really good. Yeah, I, I think well, I we're think all everyone, surprised yeah, by everyone, their defense, right? Yeah, I mean, I have no problem saying I was wrong about their defense. Yeah. I, I think that nobody expected them to be this good defensively. And I think that we knew that they would have length. But I think having length and playing good defense is two different things. So the fact that they're playing good team defense is really... Awesome. By the way, I just got Chris, I just noticed Chris Karn texted me. Oh. Because he was driving behind the Wayman Brothers construction <laughs> truck. How awesome is that? Our good friends at Wayman Brothers Construction. Hey man, I'm telling you, you it's need awesome, you dude. need a contractor. Wayman Brothers Call Construction's him, bro. Call where it's him, at. Man. Uh 801-654-1028. Wayman Brothers. I, it was just such a pleasure to deal with. But uh good to see. I hope they're busy. I, I I'm hoping that you know they're busy all the time because they're you guys, I'm telling you, and it's not just because they built this studio. Like we've had them work at our house. Like they've done a lot. I, and our guy Teddy Wayman's a great tile guy. He's gonna eventually have to redo my shower because I was dumb when I first moved back here yeah, and didn't yeah, hire yeah. Wayman Brothers. Casual. That was probably not smart, but yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's see. Tanner says, even though I think Luca's mom isn't hot, I can't deny the fact that the lady who plays Stifler's mom is a knockout. Well, where do you come up with this stuff, dude? Stifler's mom is a knockout. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I love that. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in American Pie. I haven't yeah. seen that movie in years. Long time. Tanner made it on TV with the Jazz recently or somebody with the same name. Tanner Plummer, were you on TV? Yeah. Did they say Super Soaker was in the building? Is that true? Uh, wow. <laughs> we need Walker Kessler back. He'll, he will help going up against Christian Wood. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I want to see Fontecchio. I want to see some of these other guys. I'm... I'm really excited for the the Jazz. By the way, I don't know if we're giving away trade secret here. I don't think we are. Um, being at the Maverick Center, we see all the work they're doing in the bowl. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, my Dude, God. It's incredible. So the south end of the arena inside the bowl here, the south end is now torn out. It, it's all the scoreboards are gone. All of the like video screens are gone. Yes. All these new video boards they're putting up at the Maverick Center. Epic. And the um, the Salt Lake Stars start playing in a week and a half, I think. Something like that. I don't Something the like that. Day, like the, the like I think the the Grizzlies play on the seventeenth, uh, and then I think right after that the uh, Stars play. Yeah. It's going to be amazing in here. The Salt Lake Stars are going to explode. I do. I'll be interested to see how all that plays out. Um, but in all seriousness, I, this building's going to be amazing. It is, it is truly going yeah. to be, it is truly good. Does anybody follow the stars? Like, do you guys follow the Salt Lake stars? Uh, Skyblocker needs to come back this back soon. Who's Skyblocker? Do, should I know that name? Yeah, uh, is the main Jumbotron going to be working soon? It's working now, Rhett. They pro yesterday we were watching them. Yeah, they were programming it, and all four of the screens work. So yeah. they've got that and all the, set the up. Rib the ribbon board's coming as well. Yeah, it's super stoked about that. Jazz played European style basketball. It's more of passing and defense. Yeah, they do now. Yeah. Absolutely, they do. But yeah, I'm really excited for the building. It is. It's a great time to be at Maverick Center. I mean, I I think we. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Raphael says, I follow the SLC stars. Yeah, dude. I'm stoked. I'm trying to, we're trying to do some stuff with them to, to promote them and sell tickets for them. And uh, we would love to, we would love to do that. Woods is dealing with an illness questionable for tonight's game. Christian Wood. Christian Wood is dealing with an illness. Well, that yeah. would help. 
That would help, absolutely help. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says, I follow the stars, dot, 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 on Twitter. Well, I think the thing with the stars, and I know, I know we got to get out of here, but like the thing with the stars is is that they were playing at a community college. With all due respect, like I think with the, all G, due respect. the G League the G League needs to continue to develop and, and grow its footprint. And I think the Maverick Center is a great home for it. I really do. I think that, you know, you have to, like initially – who knows how many people will come out to watch the games, but I think you have to just take that first step and get into an actual venue and an arena where people can yes. come and watch you and like feel like you're an actual brand. And, and and so I think it's great for the stars. I think it's great for the Mav itself. Um, I think yeah. it's great for, for Vivint Arena because Vivint got a huge upgrade, which is why all these scoreboards are here. All these video boards are here because the stars are... The stars are moving in, and and yeah. if this building is part of the Olympic pitch, I mean, the next five, six, seven years in this town are going to be crazy for sports. Yes. They're absolutely going to be crazy for sports. Okay, so we are giving away Powerball tickets, and we will be here for a few more minutes. We'll probably be around the building till 930 today. We have, I don't know how many tickets Mrs. Monty has left, but... Um, come on by, uh, what would, what do you, what's the first thing you buy for yourself? What is the first thing you do for a yourself? A house, real estate. That's the first thing That's you're doing. That's the first thing I would get. Yep. Wow. Yep. What's the first thing I would do? I would probably, you know what I'd probably do? I'd probably get, I get land and build a house. That's what I would do. I wouldn't just buy a house. I'd like build a, a house, custom house the way I'd want it, you know? Hmm. I yeah I don't know the first thing I would do I'm so sick and tired of renting bro it's terrible why what is the it's issue just an ass kicking I'm paying almost I'm paying like 17 and a half for a one bedroom like it's terrible it like, is it's, terrible. It, it is an absolute ass kicker but the again I know I don't even bring this up to be a jerk this time but it's true this is why you have to find a a, a, a life partner yeah you I think, have to find I think somebody a, I think there's a lot more to it than than you know than everybody knows about is what I would say. What I think there's to the situation and what's happening. And I agree. You have to find a life partner. You have to find someone who supports you and is willing to be accountable to things and willing but to somebody who, who can financially mm -hmm. be a partner. Yeah. I think you have to find somebody that's financially like-minded mm -hmm. because when you're conservative financially, but your, you know, your partner is, is a lot more open to spending. That's a terrible match. You need to find, somebody that is like-minded like you. And I think you need to find somebody that is a career person, somebody that'll support you being an entrepreneur, somebody that will, somebody that you can invest and build your real estate portfolio with, because I'm a huge believer that that's the way you get generational wealth. Yeah, I think that to, to me anyway, I think you're the person you choose to do life with it is huge. It's huge. Josh Lovern says, uh, pay less than that to own a home in Seattle. That's true. Uh, talking with Raphael says, buy a house for sure after taking care of all my bills. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No doubt about it. I would buy a new car every time I ran out of gas, fat Jesus says. <laughs> I think I would buy multiple pieces of real estate. I yeah. think I would buy, I would buy income generating property. I would buy myself a, a condo in Park City. I would buy myself a, a home in Huntington Beach. And I would... I would not change much else about my life. I love, I live in a pretty conservative townhouse now. I probably wouldn't move to like a 5,000 square foot mansion. Yeah. I'm not, did you hear Russell Westbrook bought the house across the street from LeBron James? But you were saying it only has a two car garage. <laughs> so, and we should, we, Russell Westbrook bought, a, I think it's a 15,000 square foot lot, a 5,000 square foot house. Yeah. With a two car garage. 
And the funny thing is, it used to have a 10-car garage. That's right. I said a 10-car garage. Yeah. But the issue is the previous owner, who was also a celebrity, knocked out the 10-car garage to build office space and high-end dry cleaning and laundry facilities for the house. <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot. It is. He paid uh, $33.5 million. He bought it from... Petra Ecclestone, the billionaire heiress of the former F1 chief. Yeah. Right? The house is a 13,500-square-foot home, eight bedrooms, 13 bathrooms, a two-car garage. <laughs> eight bedrooms, 13 bathrooms, and a two-car garage. What are you doing? How do you only have a two-car garage in an eight-bedroom home? Bro, that is... Yeah, no. You, and it, you, could, you could build more for certain... But a two-car garage? Are you serious right now? Yeah, you're an idiot. You're, what are you going to do with a two-car garage? Yeah, that, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. That's crazy to me. Somebody gave us a $100 bill. What's happening now? What happened now? Who did? Did he really? Chris Carnes a stud, dude. Wow, that's awesome! I you think guys we're are approaching two hundred bucks now for the fun. Yeah, we we we've got about two hundred dollars for our Thanksgiving fund. Yeah, so we appreciate that. You guys are amazing. The way you support this show, guys like Chris Carn, I can't say enough about guys like he. He literally brought us Beto's burritos. Yeah, that's really nice for of breakfast. Yeah. Drove all the way up here to get a Powerball ticket. Brought us Beto's burritos and gave us a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Chris, you're amazing. Thank you, Arlington Bears. I appreciate you. Yeah, but I think the first thing I would do is I would grow my real estate portfolio. Yeah. Do you want to sit down? Mrs. Monty's not well. She wants to yeah. go home. Go home. You can go home. It's all good. Uh, yeah, we got to wrap soon anyway. But I think the first thing I would do is I would, I, would, I would buy into my real estate portfolio. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd pay off the house. If I won, I would buy you a house. I would buy... Um, I don't think I would pay... There's not many people in my life who need money. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't know what I would do for, for friends and family. I wouldn't tell everybody that I won. I would try to keep it secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would definitely buy real estate. Uh, I would upgrade my car. I have a nice car. For I have sure. An Audi. Yeah. But I would be driving a Cayenne GTS, GT3, probably GTS. Um, and I would, the other thing I would do is I would probably buy into a private jet conglomerate so that I could fly anywhere I want private. Yeah. Totally. 567 agree. million, I could do that. Uh, Fat Jesus gave us $20. Thank Appreciate you that, man. so much. Thank you. Yeah, and, and what we're doing um, with this is we are, we are taking that all of the money that you used to tip us um, is going into our holiday fund, and we are going to provide Thanksgiving and Christmas um, for families. We need you to nominate them. Yeah. Um, and we are doing some community outreach to try and find a kid to sponsor for Christmas. But if you know of a family that needs help, and I've gotten a ton of them, let's help as many people as we can. DM me on Twitter, The Monty Show, on Instagram, The Monty Show. DM me your story. I'm happy to talk with you. Um, I'll get back to you as soon as I can, and then we'll, we'll pick as many as our money will take us. Um, and we would really love to work with you guys, so please do not hesitate. Get, uh, hook it up. And any money that you guys tip us, we will use for that um, because you guys do such a good job taking care of the show. We want to we wanna get back, and that is... Uh, Clearly, the best way to get back yeah. um, is to help you guys out at the holidays if you need it. If you know your friends, your family, your neighbors, people you go to church with, hook it up. DM me, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, 
The Monty Show. Thank you, Fat Jesus. Appreciate that. Uh, make sure you hook it up with our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Tell everybody you heard about it on The Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.